Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. I can't hear it. Is it there? I can't even hear it. There it is. It's so loud. For the record, I hate you all. <laughs> good good I feel like a really good chat conversation started happening out of this. So I think Phil being late, I think it had some positive consequences. Well, usually that's why I start the music early is so that, you know, conversations like that can happen. But, you know, obviously. Yeah, I stopped listening to you. What? <sighs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't come off very positive in the chat so you know what's funny you know what's going. funny is is say has got my back he said it was the it was the sack traffic 100 yeah, it was the sack traffic he also blamed van so do you want to be in that <laughs> blame it's van he blamed van it's he van's fault 100 yeah. ladies and gentlemen it's taco tuesday you know what that means you are now watching and listening and experiencing and just bringing in all the greatness that is distance nerdy part of the comic-con radio podcast family Phil says something now. Oh, my name wasn't on there. Uh, oh, it is. He's me from Wish Fours. That's the fabulous Frey girl. <laughs> He's the real young Phil. And I'm Jamez 5000. <laughs> and we're, we're here to nerd. to nerd together. Oh, I see what James did. He put me on there twice. It. Got it. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Don't, di don't dissect it right now. We nailed it for the 146th time. We're talking about anything pop culture, news, movies, food, music, wrestling, comics, whatever you're nerding out on. Even if you're late, we want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you gentlemen. know what? Some people nerd out on lateness. That's all. I'm there saying. we go. Yeah, some people are nerding out on being late. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Threads, YouTube, Discord, all the places at Distance Nerding. <laughs> and of course, if you wanna, uh, you know, if, if you wanna reach us in a different way, you can uh, you can email us at everybody's favorite place, Dist. Reach us in a different way. That sounds dirty, young girl. Reach around. Wow. Wow. Wash your hands. And snerding at AOL.com. Oh, my God. Well, guys, how's it been? How's the weekend? How's how's everything been with you guys? Um, I mean, I'm alive. That's something. And uh, healthy, I guess. It's, it's I don't know. It's always something. Right. Uh, well, this week on deck, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to continue it going because it doesn't seem like anybody's. <laughs> I wish I had a I cookie. Wanna really talk about the weekend. I know, right? You want a Biscoff? Right. <laughs> I don't even have any. Oh my God! Of course he's got them. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, this week on deck, we've got the Geek End update. We're hitting Oregon Trail this week. Gotcha. I gotcha. Lights, camera, reaction. We're getting toxic with new trailers. Definitely toxic. Starting rumors. Is Spider-Man the new Captain America? <gasps> oh. Captain America, man. The download. 
Good news from the picket line. <laughs> and of course, ending it with the breakdown. We're force pushing our way into episode seven of Ahsoka. Oh, and it's going to be a great time. But before we do all of that, but first, let me get a shout out. Shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. If you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster or a bunch of people in the chat that are just waiting for us, you could have gotten you could have played with the Poddex. Looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, level up with Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code NERDING10 for 10% off. Get 10% off decks, 10% off cups or merch or hats or shirts. It's amazing. Go get your Poddex. We'll use Poddex this coming weekend up at Metal Art Comic Con. Absolutely will. And right. it always makes and our interviews that much better. You will do close-up magic, right? Yes, every time. Every time. Riveting. If riveting, that's, exactly. That's the deal you made. With the devil? I never said that. All I right. just said it was the deal you made. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if, this, if the stream, if the channel, if everything we do is powered by Poddex... Then uh, the fours, what what powers me? Well, what powers you is that it's time once again for everybody to give a shout out to Dubby. Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus concentration reaction time with no jitters or crash. There are no maltodextrin, sugars, fillers, artificial colors, or dyes, and it's keto-friendly. Dubby contains Neurofactor, a nootropic derived from the coffee fruit. Neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity, while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and essential uh, B vitamins help you stay alert and energized. You can find out more at dubby.gg. And while you're at it, utilize the code NERDING10 for 10% off your checkout now back to all you wonderful young people <laughs> boom beauty it's a thing of beauty whenever uh whenever roshi is here uh mm -hmm. to 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 give us some love guys i've only got enough for one uh uh for one flavor tonight so what what, what flavor should i rock tonight just shut up and drink it just drink whatever you're gonna drink let's get this show going are you kidding me come on always putting it on us what about you you're the one holding all the dubby in your hand that's never sharing it with anybody else you're the one licking it off your fingers putting it back in the jar how is somebody gonna drink more dubby if you keep putting your dirty little fingers back in the jar oh yeah but tell me how you really feel james i, I think, think i need I to go cry in a corner after that one it's okay i muted him <laughs> uh so i was like i'm just like sitting here and thinking man why don't i have popcorn right now the best part is i unmuted him and then he just started talking with his like not saying anything <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one of the top three distance earnings of 2023 happening mm -hmm. tonight, without a doubt. <laughs> Uh, okay, then I'll pick a flavor since James is so worked up about this. Uh, I'm gonna lick my fingers to some uh, Dragonade. Ew, Dragon is that Probably the dragon fruit one? Dragon fruit pink lemonade. Oh, all right, and well, it's pink, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, see, so licked it. I saw it. I did try to sneak it in there. I did. I did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Geek Is he still going out? Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So so I mean, so so the okay. problem the problem that happened is my ring light is right where my screen is at, and I couldn't see the mm-hmm. tab, so I ended up clicking on like twelve different things that I wasn't supposed to click on, and it went all over the place. All right, I messed up the bit, so it's fine. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 go. Distance so. learning is on Comic Con Radio. Did you guys know that? Fred, did you know yeah, that? I did. Good stuff. Listen to Distance Journey <laughs> on our second show, a comic conversation via Comic Con dash radio.com look for distance starting podcast including this episode and a new comic conversation each week comic-con dash radio.com slash pod decks or podcasts yeah, i'm still on pod decks on the brain oh this episode somebody pop that in the chat and then pop the real url in the chat and- <laughs> good just because you know jamez is just it's, it's, today we're, we're gonna call this episode jamez is angry <laughs> jamez is angry hey man <laughs> you don't i know you're playing the part but who saved the day earlier thank you very much jamez's blood okay. sugar has All right. crashed All right. i need a biscoff right now <laughs> oh hey so you know what's really cool is that we had a show um on 9 30 called heroes fest and that was to support what is it b-w-u-a-s and i never um make a wish right project wish upon a star Tro- mm-hmm. project wish upon a star i'm getting closer every time you are you're and getting there are and so i saw some of the pictures from the show that you guys did yes so we we did just get some uh, uh a post from a photographer that posted a bunch of pictures of me uh as as unipool so i'm gonna be uh, I've, I've been collecting them uh, i'm waiting until i get a few more because i know there's a, a few more pictures that were taken uh and i'm gonna make a um a reel of all of that oh that's awesome yeah the pictures that i saw they were so cool so i cannot wait until until we see that did you guys have fun oh yeah we had a blast did you see the one with me and the little spider-man yes that was so cute i um I so that it. that kid uh he was like really shy and his dad was like trying to get him to uh to come out and you know I'm, of course I'm standing there as Deadpool and I'm like oh my god it's Miles I'm such a big fan Miles just, just, uh, can, 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 can I take a picture with you please and like he puts his mask on and then whips me and I'm like this is the best thing ever and his dad like you could just see how like happy and proud that his dad got that's so cool well the picture came out great though too yeah. so I'm glad that there was like a cute little story for that you're so good about that though so. and then so, you also kind of scare some kids too I know you don't absolutely mean to, do. but you do so that's fun uh, well, why don't you tell us about Heroes Fest and the purpose behind it? And yeah, so get into some stories because I know you saw a bunch of people down there, a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Heroes Fest is put on by our good friends over at uh, Project Wish Upon a Star. So it's a charity. Uh, what they do is um, they they take ki- uh, kids who are who tend to be terminally ill um, and they uh, give them kind of like the I guess for lack of a better word the hero treatment uh at, at cons and things like that this it's basically they're giving them the the con treatment that they uh that they they want to give them right uh, and, you know it's like it's you know they, they they'll make them like a custom cosplay and they get to meet celebrities like the celebrities that, that are at the show of their choice um you know it's 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 an awesome organization they they go out of their way to take care of these kids uh and every year they put on this show called heroes fest uh it's been at heroes comics uh unfortunately uh heroes comics is closing at the end of the year they just announced uh that they're they're closing up shop uh for for reasons i don't want to get into um but 
uh, you know, basically California economy's messed up. So they, um, they're, they're closing up shop. And so this is the last Heroes Fest at uh, Heroes Comics. Uh, and, you know, we're honored to be um, Darren from, from Project Wish Upon a Star. Uh, he, he loves my, my mic presence and my mic personality. So he wants me to do announcements and things like that. So again, three, three years in a row, I've got the, gotten the honor to uh, present like the Aster Awards, which are their like uh, award ceremony that they give to like local heroes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. the last two years I've been doing Unipool. Um, and uh, actually the idea for Unipool came from the first uh, uh, Heroes Fest because um, Fresno Deadpool, uh, shout out to, to to Matthew Hernandez. He uh, he was like, your, your personality and attitude screams Deadpool. Like if you were to cosplay as Deadpool, you'd be amazing. And um, and so he was the one that kind of pushed me to to do it. So the next time we saw them was at LA Comic Con, uh, and I debuted Unipool, and yeah, it 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 grew from there. So you know, Project Wish Upon a Star uh, is is again an, an amazing organization. Uh, if there's anybody uh, out there, if you guys want to uh, donate to anybody in, in general, if there's any organization that you want that that you want to kind of donate to, Project Wish Upon a Star is a good uh, place to donate to. Uh, head over to pwuas.org uh, and give them some donations. I mean, it's it's again, it's a great organization. They uh, they do so much for the kids, um, you know, and and we're still friends to this day with a lot of the kids that uh, uh, that we've met along the way. And you know, these kids are so uh, mm-hmm. I guess tough is going to be the word that I'm going to give them because I'm not going to say they're so strong like everybody else. No, they're tough. Like these kids are badass, and they are you know living with something that is terminal and getting you know. Uh, most of them are survivors at this point. The ones that we know, at least, uh, have been survivors, and and they're they're amazing kids. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Great. And by the way, Project Wish Upon a Star is incredible. Part of how they were founded, it was Darren was working at another nonprofit. Then he had this idea of focusing on kids with cancer and bringing them to cons, giving them that unique con experience. And he was kind of on the fence about should I do it? Should I not do it? What should I do? And he was talking to his good friend about it. And his good friend was like, if you do this, I am fully on board and I am fully behind you because I believe in you and I believe in this idea. Yeah. I think That's you should awesome. do it. So Darren did it. That friend was Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. Wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. incredible that Stan Lee helped kind of um, start this. He signed, you know, when, you know, rest in peace, Stan Lee. But when he was alive, he signed at the L.A. Comic Con booths, which is was Stan Lee's um, con before, then it became LA Comic Con, but Stan Lee's been their proponent or their um, their uh, signee and right. their guest a couple different times. It's been great. Right. That's uh, back when it was um, Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Meadowlark's next, right? It's on the 7th, so it'll be this weekend. Yes. So we're going up to Oregon this weekend, guys. That's why James, uh, you know, said we're going on the Oregon Trail. Um, this is our second show of the year in Oregon. Uh, we yep, do yep. Uh, Anna Medford, and then we do Meadowlark Comic Con, both put on by Colossus Girl, but very, very different shows uh, as far mm-hmm. as the way that they uh, promote and the way that they do everything. Uh, Meadowlark Comic Con being like the the uh, a regular Comic Con, like being a Comic Con, uh, and of course Anna Medford, the one that we did um a, a couple months back is uh more focused on anime so i mean it's it's yep. great uh 
gonna see a whole bunch of friends, the vendors uh, that 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 we see on a regular basis. Uh, you know, love all the vendors that we work with uh, down over there. But then this, uh, all the guests that we're gonna be hanging mm-hmm. out with. Uh, James, tell them who's who's gonna be at Metal Art Comic Con, or actually, well, Frey. Uh, Frey, tell everybody because you can see it. Frey, you tell everybody who's gonna be at Metal Art Comic Con. I can't see that. It just says Metal Art Comic Con. Yeah, I, I have the site pulled up. Yeah. But I was gonna say though, real quick, before we, before we jump <laughs> Thanks, off. Thanks, though. I appreciate it. Oh, he, okay, I didn't realize he didn't have it written on there. He normally has them all written on there. <laughs> before we jump off Hero Fest, Heroes Fest, I want to give a shout out to Geek Saga because mm-hmm. Dave and Eugene from Geek Saga, one of our friends' shows, they drove up. So um, actually, Dave's from Fresno, so yeah. he was right around the corner. So he showed up. Um, Eugene drove the what two, three hours to get there just to you know meet up since you guys were going to be there. Yeah, um, they saved the day, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dave was Dave's wife. Shout out, right? She like uh, brought some food for you guys and whatnot. Yep. So shout so, out to them. Anyway, so did Aaron Watson. Around. I was gonna say so did Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson went and got us a bunch of cheeseburgers. Oh, that guy! Come on, cheeseburger, Double cheeseburger, a. cheeseburger. Was he wearing his mandals? He wasn't. Oh, I actually, dude. it was raining, but I actually did tell him. I was like, bro, you should have wore mandals. He goes, I don't own a <laughs> pair of mandals at all. <laughs> I was like, all right, just let me know. Next time I will I, I will make sure you have a pair of mandals on, on end. There we go. Okay. Metal Art Comic Con, October 7th. Oh, it's going to be fun. We got, it's a one day con. So if, if you're on the fence, this is one of the last cons of the season. Go check it out. Chase Masterson yeah. is going to wow. be there. I'm super excited about this. She's been in Star Trek, or actually still on Star Trek, yep. on Star Trek Online. But then she's been like opposite, like lead roles opposite so many incredible actors. Mm-hmm. Um, like she was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, you know, Mel Brooks, you know. Yeah. But then she started opposite Mark Hamill in Robotech, opposite yeah. Bruce Campbell in mm-hmm. a sci-fi film, Terminal Invasion, mm-hmm. uh, opposite uh, Ryan Seacrest, opposite jerry o'connell dude she's been all over i can't wait to talk about all these hollywood stories with her it's gonna be awesome yeah no it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a great time with that uh i'm i'm excited to 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 meet her because i mean like you know she just there's a lot of characters that i didn't realize that she played that i am excited to talk to her about like just kind of bring up so that'll be fun and charlie Schlatter will be there. He yes. plays, he's the voice of Flash, Flash. on Justice League, JLA. Oh, okay. So yeah. super cool. And then if if Marvel's your thing, we got Kathy Garver, the voice of Firestar. Super excited about that. She's awesome. And then um, our good friend, Joey D'Aria, yeah. who was oh, both yeah. of the clown in, in Chicago's area for like 20 plus years. Super fun, super nice. He's got amazing stories. Like we were at Gem State Comic Con with him and we were talking about Batman 66 and Adam West and he just peeks around the celebrity curtain was like, hey, you guys want to hear an Adam West story? And we're like, oh, no. of course we do. <laughs> no, so, so jumped on stage with us. That one, that one was more, we were talking about Adam West in general, right? And and yeah. like, because we were asking people, who's your favorite Batman, right? And one guy yeah. in the back of the uh, of the of the uh, audience goes, uh, Adam West, and he just pops out of the out of the the, the, the thing. I have an Adam West story. I'm like, dude, come on stage, just go. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. awesome. So cool. By the way, Sang Wong's chiming in. He's talking about Fan Expo. Mark Hamill will be there. Oh, right. My goodness. In San Francisco. But sold wow. out. They were like 400 bucks for like an autograph. For a Mark Hamill autograph. autograph yeah. yeah. And I think they sold He's out. He's Luke Skywalker, y'all. Well, they, um, they also, they also, uh, I guess they opened up like a whole bunch of new slots and those got sold out within a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's Hamill, man. 
Yeah, and they're not getting any younger. So it's like, do it now. You, if you get an opportunity, do it. Right, do it. All right, let's get into some uh, some trailers. Let's keep the show moving. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to move into the next part of the show. It's time to start some I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes through. Ooh, let's start some rumors. I want to start some rumors with you. The longest reigning champion in AEW history made it official last month when it was announced by WWE that Jay. Oh my God, she's pregnant. Cargill. No, 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 no she's not. <laughs> is a WWE superstar now. Oh my God, this is a huge signing. I know you guys aren't huge wrestling fans, but uh, I mean, th- she's she was huge. She was grown farm grown from aew but yeah. she made the switch to wwe it's a huge get for wwe yeah i um i, I was talking about this with ray the other day because i was saying like okay so this is just somebody else on the roster who i get to uh who i get to 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 crush out on because i've jade cargill is like my big crush in aew now she's back mm-hmm. in wwe so she gets to hang out with all my other crushes <laughs> so you're gonna fangirl all over oh dude she's so hot <laughs> okay anyway so cargo so everybody's wondering like where's she gonna go what's she gonna do so as the reporter or as the report from pw insider goes cargo is currently scheduled to be at wwe's fast lane this saturday the 7th if you're not a fast lane come to metal or comic con pretty much the same thing um <laughs> and she may be joining the monday night raw roster so so, what do you think? Tacos on the table. Do we get Jade Cargill this weekend at Fastlane? Ready, set, fray, go. She's asleep. Ambivalent tacos on the table. Perfect. <laughs> uh, just just for the tacos to be on the table, uh, fours, on or off the table. I know you probably don't know much about this, but on or off the table. On the table. I Jake. think it would be a fantastic opportunity to get some promotion before Raw happens. See, that is good. Good insight. That is good. I like it. I like it. I just can't seem to care. Young for <laughs> young, young Phil Cargill. Okay, what do you got? Uh, that's right. If 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 I if somehow I I married Jade Car- Jade Cargill aside from my wife, I would take Jade Cargill's last name. Uh, <laughs> no. And um, you have to like go like LDS. I, yeah. I'm, I think they're it. the only ones you can do that with. There's now. there's a couple of jokes that I can get into there, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I I think she is gonna show up at uh, at Fastlane. Um, I I 100% think that WWE is going to try and capitalize on the name, uh, and that she's gonna be on Raw again. They were teasing that she was gonna be on SmackDown for a little bit. I I don't think that that's the right move to make. Uh, we we we've talked about this in our in our group chat. Uh, I think. Think that she needs a little more time to build on her mic skills, uh, to build on her uh, her in ring ability, and just kind of refine the in ring ability because she's she's a great wrestler to begin with, but she can she can fix a, a, a couple of things. I think she'd be better off in NXT uh, and dominate NXT for a little while, and then come back up to the main roster. So I'm, I'm, my hope is that like like tacos on the table. WWE creative is dumb enough to to, to put her on the top right up right right off the bat, but I. Uh, I think that the better move would be to do her uh, her main roster debut and then bump her down to NXT for a while and then come up and challenge one of the more dominant females in, in the main roster. Uh, so that way we get a good storyline between her and, say, like a uh, Becky Lynch or a... Um, 
Becky Lynch is the NXT champion right now. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess she could build something with, with Becky in NXT then. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I, I was actually thinking, like, a good uh, rivalry for her would be with Bailey because Bailey's already been talking shit. Yeah, of course. She's, you know? They're going to have rivalries <laughs> with everybody. But, I mean, totally. like, I, I think that, the, yeah, but, I mean, like, I think that you bump her to NXT, have her dominate NXT, come back up and start a rivalry with Bailey, and I think that would be a good storyline. But, I mean, for at least for long-term booking. But So, where are your tacos? My tacos are on the table because I know that WWE is going to put her on the main roster. Okay. My my tacos are on the table as well that she's coming. She's going to debut this weekend. Um, I also just want to mention that um, I'm going to share my tacos with uh, Jade Cargill's husband, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Brandon Phillips, who's uh, like a major <laughs> league baseball player. This is the thing. She does not need to wrestle. She no. is. Um, they are millionaires just by him being in in the major league maybe baseball. she wants her own money how about that she's she's amazing she's, she's amazing she's more like carving her own path which is awesome and i mean you know like it's especially like when you if you're in a kind of this kind of situation where you don't need money then you can go and be like i want to be a wrestler what do i got to do yep so tacos on the table let's keep going so i got a new one a report has surfaced claiming that christopher nolan is in talks to direct not one, but two shaken, not stirred James Bond films. Interesting. Huh? That is interesting. So the, I know, right? So the report says the deal being negotiated would be for Nolan to direct two Bond films, writing both of them as well. And I think they actually want to do a trilogy, but minimum two Bond films. Tacos on the table, y'all. Are, is Nolan going to do James Bond? No, I wouldn't. Put, my tacos are nowhere near a table. Like they <laughs> ran away from the table. Wow. wow. Yeah. See, they're jumping on it like that. They're getting ready to run. Now, why why don't you think the Nolan's gonna do some? I films? think he really was not a fan of doing multiple movies of the same character after he finished the trilogy that, yeah. he did for Warner Brothers, and so I just don't think he's gonna do that. And for them to say it's gonna be like multi pictures, I just don't see him doing it. And I think they want to pseudo reboot. Like the existing Bond movies, like the older, you know, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, they want to kind of redo George those. Lazenby, like new, yeah. Yeah, redo those in a, in a, you know, brand new 2023, 2024. Right, especially considering thing. how the last set of movies ended, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But I mean, it is on Amazon, so you can go and watch that. But um, yeah, I yeah, I just, and if they're going to reboot it, I just don't see Christopher Nolan being the one to start that. I just don't think, I think that if they're going to do it, they want to do something that would be attractive to the next generation to keep it going. And I see Christopher Nolan being like purely in like the already accepted generation. So not the up and coming generation. Yeah. So I'd like to see somebody with a little bit more like edge that's doing newer stuff do James Bond if they're going to really yeah. reboot it. I, I feel like Nolan has a good eye and a, uh, and kind of a good perspective to do Bond, but at the same time, I feel like he would feel creatively stifled to do a Bond mm-hmm. movie because the way that he makes his films, you know, there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and I feel like he would feel boxed in to kind of just like go off of a Bible that is James Bond, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I and a lot of like what you can and can't do. There's a yeah. lot of stuff that Bond can't do, right? 
in movies. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see Nolan taking it. Especially the other thing being that uh, you know, kind of what you mentioned before, like he's talked uh, extensively about how after Batman, he kind of doesn't want to do big franchises anymore. So I mean, like yeah, you know, I, I I enjoy the films that he makes. I like what he does with the films that he has. You know, um, he, they're very creative and out there films, and I think that he should continue down that road. But yeah, I my my tacos are gonna be off the table on this one. I I don't think that Christopher Nolan, unless they allow him creative freedom, I don't think Christopher Nolan is going to do a Bond film. Wow, you guys. Forrest, what do you think? My tacos are also off the table because... um Honestly, knowing knowing what Nolan has been responsible for in the last ten to twelve years, the subject matter that is Bond, I I, I feel that it's probably it would probably be too boring of subject matter for him uh, to be perfectly honest. Like I, like he did the detective thing already. He did Mm -hmm. the, you know, the suspense filled, you know, world warning thing already. So, but that's not bond bond is Nolan doesn't do suave, smooth. No, no. So no. Matthew Vaughn, not even a taco shell on the table. No, Matthew Vaughn did the Kingsman movies because he wanted to get back and do, movies that were similar to old school Bond but in, with a modern take so I can't right. see Matthew Vaughn doing a Bond movie if he gets to do it the way he did Kingsman well no I'm saying like somebody like Matthew Vaughn like yeah. cause cause Fors mentioned Matthew Vaughn and I was like oh my gosh no somebody like Matthew Vaughn that's what we need I'm, and it, go ahead I'm sorry Fors I did not mean to, to interrupt you right no 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 I'm, I'm done oh okay I'm not done my tacos are on the table give me some Christopher Nolan James Bond I want to see what happens yeah, I'm. I'm, right. I'm just saying. Only I don't way think do if they cast Idris Elba would I go see Christopher Nolan doing a James Bond movie. Oh God, they're not. Well, they're not going to do Idris Elba because Idris Elba specifically said he feels like he's too old to play Bond. He won't play Bond. He already said they approached him to play Bond and he turned it down. I said what I said. <laughs> you can say what you want to say, but when the actor that you want to play him said that he won't play him, not really anything you can do about that. No, I know, but that means that it won't ever happen, so I don't ever have to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I, I see what you did there. All right. Okay. Hulu and director Dan Trachtenberg are finally moving forward with Prey 2 which will continue the story of the historical Predator movie. Huh? Interesting. It, it's, it, uh, well, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Because so- it's based on my life story, and we're still <laughs> yeah. ironing out the details mm-hmm. of what I'm willing to let them show and what I'm yeah. not. Yeah, that's right. So- Frey's immortal, so we know that Frey was uh, involved yeah. in this. And I told them they couldn't call it Frey, so they changed it to Prey. So. <laughs> Got it. I didn't say they were very smart. This makes me want to contact a certain friend of the show and ask if he's involved in this. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, because you said pray and I thought you said fray. And so then, anyway, go ahead. I'd be interested in this. So it was also teased that the 1715 pistol featured in the movie, which was seen in Predator 2 will be one of the elements in the franchise followed as the story continues. Uh, I kind of like that it's continuing or connecting to the overall story. I like when they do that, when they take like an inanimate object and that's what, uh, that's what, that's the connection, like the connective tissue to each movie. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm down with that. Tacos on the table. Are we getting a Prey 2? Prey 2? Yep. 
Tacos Ta- all on the table. Tacos Every are on taco. the table. I, I thought I thought this was officially announced. Uh-uh. Okay. What what I do want to see eventually is I like the idea of them doing predators in time. So like mm-hmm. you know, like predators showing up in different times. Uh somebody mm-hmm. suggested like on, a quantum leap predator? What are you talking about? No, like a different like, <laughs> points in history where predators showed up, right? Uh, Ziggy, where am I? There, Predator Loki. There is a uh, there's a TikToker that yeah. uh, that put out a um, a concept for a Predator movie where it's like the Predator in feudal Japan. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, and it's like a really cool. I, I gotta find the video and post it. But like basically, he talks about like basically uh, somebody gives him a, a couple of different points to add into the plot of the story, and he comes up with this plot. And it's like okay, Predators in feudal Japan. It is a uh, a ronin samurai who uh, is dishonored uh he has a uh, apprentice with him and basically the entire story is about them uh finding their honor uh and then like one of the other things that they um that they uh said it has to be in the movie is uh the final scene has to be in a uh in like the uh a burning uh castle so the final scene is them uh, fighting in this castle and like you know what, is it turning into highlander at some point I mean- no but i mean like the the whole idea is like them fighting the predator and that's the only way that they can like kill off the predator i, I gotta find it it was it was oh. really smart and really well done and it's like cool. i want this movie now i want to see samurai fighting predators that would be badass oh that'd be so cool well who's y'all's favorite samurai jack uh, samurai jack <laughs> <laughs> the Ronin from Star Wars Visions. Oh, that's another good one. Uh, Mine is Musashi. <laughs> Musashi. Miramoto Musashi, the greatest samurai in all of Japan. The Michael Jordan of samurais? Is yeah. Uh, there would be no Star Wars without him. Gotcha. Seven Samurai. Okay. Uh, I, I I was gonna go with uh, Show Enough, the Shogun of Harlem, but I mean, okay. Hey, you know what? <laughs> He's pretty good too. I, I'll take that. I oh, think I that's more that. like of the Chinese. Well, that was black exploitation, but yes, yeah. <laughs> then it is more like samurai Japanese, but I get where you're coming from. And Show Enough is enough. He's enough. He's enough. Forza, are you ready for this next one? It's got a gaming one. Uh, yeah, but 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 are are we gonna put tacos on the table for this or not? We did. Oh, I thought we did. I thought we did. We, we all put tacos on the table and said that our tacos for pre- for prey. Yeah, prey yeah. too. For prey too. I didn't. Oh, are your tacos on the table? Wow, thanks. <laughs> I don't think I did tacos either. Uh oh. You're the one Come that on, said let's man. move on. So let's go. Tacos are on the table or not? Let's go. All right. So uh, for fours, my tacos are on the table because according to my 9.8 seconds of uh, Google searching, I just found out that Prey 1 was the most pr- watched premiere across all films and television series on Hulu, as well as the most watched film premiere on Star in the international markets. Uh, when you get numbers like that, the audience is going to want more. So my tacos are definitely on the table for a sequel. Yeah. Awesome. I'm with Force. He Force is bringing stats. I like this. That's good. Force has got the receipts. What you got, James? Like uh, yeah, tacos on the table. Okay, keep it going. Say <laughs> so, Wong, Kenshin Humura. From Maroni Kenshin. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go. He's, uh, that's also a really good candidate for Best Samurai because that dude is a badass. 
All right, maybe you guys should do a samurai bracket. Okay, can we just keep going with the? I, you I should watch the on. puppet history on Musashi. It's awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Post it. Okay, a <laughs> new game tied to Donkey Kong is said to be releasing on Nintendo's upcoming successor to the Switch. Some rumors have indicated that DK could be making his return to the 3D scene in a title like Donkey Kong 64. While others have suggested that a game similar to Donkey Kong Country Top Tropical Freeze could be on the horizon. Tacos on the table. Are we getting a new Donkey Kong game with the Switch 2? Do we Super want, Switch. I was going to say, do we do we want to save fours for the last on this? Because I know he probably has the biggest opinion on this. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, no, because you're our resident, like, you know, gamer. So that's kind of like, I'm kind of like saving right. best for last kind of thing. Aw, thank you. Frey Frey, what are you going to play play? I'm not putting tacos on the table, but Come. all the bananas. Yeah. Every banana on, in the planet, on the planet, on all of the banana trees every banana on the table oh yeah james what do you think donkeys don't like i give this um tacos. yeah i do all the uh fried plantains on on the table <laughs> but not in Platanos. coconut oil maybe a little bit no i'm allergic I know you're allergic, but I'm not. That way I can eat more of them. Yeah. That's you true. Can. So there That's you go. True. Okay. You can have all the banana chips. All the platano con, con, con dules on the table. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put them all on the table for this one. Mainly because um, with all the retro Mario games coming back and, and all, you know, of course, Zelda's been, been doing its thing. But I mean, like, it's been a while since we've gotten a Donkey Kong game. So I think... <laughs> It's it makes sense that they're that they're uh, developing a, a Donkey Kong game, and it would make sense that they release it when the new console comes out because that could be a day one release with the console. Yeah, well, and also the Mario movie did so well yeah. that they probably. I mean, I can see <laughs> the other iconic, yeah, iconic references. So, all right, uh, fours. Dan, is fours. that you? I, I, it's right. both Van and uh, apparently Donkey Kong now have uh, the same laugh. <laughs> Uh, my tacos are definitely on the table. Uh, as to when we're going to see it, it will probably, it may premiere with Super Switch. It may premiere a little after. Uh, but right now, many people are hoping that uh, if this does occur, it will be taking a backseat to what should be Metroid Prime 4. Metroid Prime 4 needs to happen and it needs to be the very first thing that hits. But uh, to Donkey Kong, yes, 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 yes. All the tacos, all the burritos, all the nachos, all the mild sauces and hot sauces. Yes. I love it. God, for, for, for Super Switch. Man, I Not wish Switch that, Super that Switch. was our transition to the sauce thing, but that's later. <laughs> that's later. <laughs> should I buy a Switch now or should I just like wait? My advice to you is to wait until March when we get the Nintendo Direct going over what Super Switch is going to do. Right. Because if it comes to if we come to find out that it is not backwards compatible, that your Switch disc cartridges don't go in the new one, then yes, get one. Mm. But but more than likely it will. So mm. but yeah, don't 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 go spending money right now. It's not a good time. Come on, man. Bluey, the video game comes out next month. I mentioned. Well, then get it for your, well, then get it for your PS5. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should I get a PS5? Oh my gosh. So, doesn't have any consoles. At Husby's work, that you can actually save up like points that they award them to get a PS5. And so he wants to save his points up. Nice. I'm like, okay, that's do it. So, 
That's awesome. Good for him. All right, let's get into some Marvel rumors. Are you ready for this? Yeah. A new report has surfaced Tacos with information. totally on the table for this. Okay, not even going to read it. So Marvel <laughs> Studios' upcoming <laughs> Avengers Secret Wars. So most of us already assumed that Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man would show up in the movies. But according to an insider, Holland Spider-Man will be the lead in the movie. But also on top of that, the report is also saying that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will also appear in the film. What? Yeah. I think with the success of uh of of Spider-Man Far From Home. No Way Home. No Way Home, sorry. Uh from Spider-Man No Way Home. It makes sense mm-hmm. that they would uh bring Toby Maguire back and uh I mean like well, there was a big reception be, for Toby Maguire. Yeah, but it's going to be repercussions of the multiversal war because right. of the whole Kang stuff that's happening. So I could see that being there and Spider-Man was a big part of secret wars so mm. i don't see either one i think both of these things are highly likely um i think if he's not a big part of it that would be more of a disservice and they should change the name of the movie because i've already been burned by secret invasion and i am not getting burned again you mean thwippy, <laughs> you mean thwippy mcthwipson <laughs> so i don't care what they i they could call it oops all spiders that's fine avengers <laughs> oops all spiders cool uh i'm just saying it, it wow. make it <laughs> You make it like Secret Wars. <laughs> you keep short. <laughs> oh, that is good. Hoops all spiders. Fours, <laughs> what do you think? We getting spi- spideys? Spid- low spiders? I don't know. Yeah, you know, low spiders. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put the tacos on the table, but no cheese, no guarantees, no, gu- no guarantees, but the tacos <laughs> on the table. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> We are on it today with our food puns. I'm telling you. All right, young Phil, what do you think? You better think of something funny to say, too. I was going to say, no pressure on the food puns. No, I already said mine at the beginning. So, I mean, I said it before you even got any words out. Yeah. Force has all the dad jokes. My my tacos are on the spider web for this this one. <laughs> he tried. It's okay. He tried, guys. He tried really hard. Can we can we give James a round of applause? <laughs> Moving on. Some new details have been shared regarding Stephen Yoon's involvement with Marvel's upcoming Thunderbolts film. It's being reported that Yoon will take on the role of the Sentry in the Marvel movie, and he's a deranged and incredible, powerful character. The character will be part of Val's Thunderbolts team and will be involved for the first two acts before something rips him away from them. What y'all think? I don't know, man, because... Glenn. Huh? Glenn from Walking Dead. No, I know. That's why I'm saying I don't know, because I feel like... I mean, I'm sure he could probably bulk up, because, I mean, look at the dude who played uh, um, uh, Adam Warlock. Like, he bulked up a lot. Because he was a real skinny dude too, but Steve Stephen Yuen, he's he's a pretty thin, small guy. I don't I don't know if he could bulk up enough to be Sentry. Sentry's a big guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, Sentry I is love Stephen Yuen, and I think he will make a good hero. I just don't see him as Sentry. Right? Do you see him in the Sentry comic book accurate outfit? Because that's part of the the rumor as well that it's going to be a comic book accurate, you know, costume. 
No. Gold. Mm-hmm. And that, gold, that, dude. that 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 makes me even further say that yeah. I don't I don't I, I kind of don't see Steven Yuen playing Sentry. I can see Steven Yuen playing a character in uh Thunderbolts and and I yeah. I don't know who we would get him to play like maybe agent uh what, uh um what's the secret agent dude's name? I'm trying to remember his name. James Bond. No, in Marvel <laughs> jackass. Uh <laughs> I know I think I know who you're talking about. But I can't remember he's, the guy. He's a Wolverine name. character. I'm trying to remember his name, but he has a big role in um, Thunderbolts too. Nick Fury. No, his name is Agent Something. I'm trying to remember what his name is. It's not No, I don't think that's who you're talking yeah. about. Like I said, he's 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 a Wolverine character and then he uh he plays a fairly big role under Thaddeus Ross. Agent Zero. Agent Zero. Like I can see him playing Agent Zero. That's who I thought it was, and I was like, no, that's not. He's not talking about Agent Zero. Yeah, like I can see him play Agent Zero. I think he. I think he'd be a badass Agent Zero, right? Like I think he. I think that would be a much better use for him to be Agent Zero. I just don't think. I think if you're gonna bring Sentry in, you're gonna have to like uh, nerf him pretty hard by the end of the movie, and I think that would be a disservice to Steven Yeun. Unless you, unless you're making Sentry the bad guy. Yeah, but then you have to catch him, so you're you're containing him for some reason. That's what I'm saying is I'd rather see Steven Yuen survive the movie and continue on. So right. I'd rather see him in a role that I know is probably going to continue. And and Agent Zero would be one of those characters. Agent Zero yeah. is a really like basically he's another Black Widow. You know, he's like a yeah. really he's like a normal person, but he's so badass that he can beat up superheroes. So it's like you know, like Agent Zero is a good character to make him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, and especially just because the, the, the way that like I think Stephen Yuen's a waste of a character to make him a one-off, or a waste of mm-hmm. an actor to make him a one-off because he's a really. But good they've been actor. doing that lately. They've been yeah. taking these really good actors and putting them in these weird little roles and making them one-offs. Right. So. Now, Sentry, I wouldn't want to be a one-off. Sentry is basically Marvel's Superman, so I mean, like you don't want to. Yeah. And and he's such a compelling character. Like when you start making him, uh, you start getting into the multiple personality uh, that he has, and you know his the. the uh, um, you, you get into just how strong Sentry really is. You yeah. know, I mean, technically so is Adam Warlock, but I mean, like, you know, it, Sentry is is a character that I want to see more of, but I also think that Steven Yuen is too small to play a character like Sentry. Yeah, I, mean, it, I think that if you're going to have somebody in the MCU that's playing a character with Superman level strength, he should at least have the bulk of Thor. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know I, this is going to trigger Frey, but I mean, like, uh, the guy, I'm not saying he should play Sentry, but someone mm-hmm. with the build, w- with a build like Henry Cavill. No, I could see that too. That actually, I that would was my love pick for it Sentry. if Henry Cavill would play Sentry. That was my because pick for I Sentry. I think that would be great. Yeah, that was my pick for Sentry. Like uh, a while back when they said mm-hmm. Henry Cavill might be coming to Marvel, my pick was I want him to play Sentry. I think he would play a badass Sentry, but I also yeah. don't want him to be, you know, that's almost typecast. You know, yeah. I actually think another good character for him, and this is the conversation for another day would be um would be uh captain britain even though i absolutely think he should be captain britain unless they go with with just scrapping all of that and just going straight to betsy and then um i think they should just bring Haley atwell back and have her play betsy braddock in the after the reboot Mm -hmm. speaking of x-men X-Men oh, wait, is wait, one of the new... We didn't do tacos on oh. the table, did we? Well, come on, people. You guys are talking so much, I'm going to eat all my tacos. So, yes, my taco, my tacos are off the table. I don't... I, and it's mainly yeah, because no I don't... Tacos. I don't want Steven Yuen playing Sentry. I want him to play... 
I, I again, I <laughs> my pick for 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 Stephen Yuen is Agent Zero. So okay, Frey. I said no, no tacos, nowhere. Okay, Force. <laughs> no tacos here. Okay, James. I say tacos on the table. Give Stephen <laughs> Yuen some some love. Come on, he can bulk up. You know, it's I am giving good. him love. I'm giving him a better character. <laughs> oh, he, he wants a gold suit, bro. He's an Asian dude. He wants a gold suit. Doesn't I'm he a- also do like in, uh, in? I was gonna say Impossible Man. That's Venture Brothers. I've just been watching too much. No, Invincible. he he plays Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, Stephen Yuen plays Invincible. Yeah. Why would he want to go from a guy who wears a blue and Gold yellow suit. costume to a guy who wears a blue and yellow costume? And basically yeah. going from Superboy to Superman back to Superboy, right? Yeah. Uh, that's basically when he plays Invincible. That's who he, that's who he's playing. He's playing Superboy. So so X Men, huh? Yeah, X Men. Among the f- new movies coming, heading our way, the first dip into the X-Men pool, yeah, pool will be the uh-huh. upcoming Deadpool 3 film, which will see Hugh Jackman return to play Wolverine opposite Ryan Reynolds. But will Wolverine jump right into the X-Men movie? According to Inside Scooper, the answer is no. Hmm. I so, am behind this, and I will talk about it once you finish the line here. <laughs> Deadpool 3 will reportedly leave Hugh Jackman's Wolverine stranded on Earth 616, making the character a key part of the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret War. However, the new Wolverine might not be part of the initial X-Men lineup. Hmm. Yeah. Are we in the 616? We're yeah. the 616. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, the well, MCU, the Film, the film it depends on who you speak to. We could be 616. We could be Earth, what, 1.9999999 or something like that. I have no idea. But Feige has officially said we're 616. So, yeah. Uh, All right. I think. Did that... K E V I N say it? Yes. I didn't hear K E V I N. He did. Say it. He officially <laughs> said it in the, in the show. That's his L and D. I'm just uh, I don't care. I 100% I'm putting my tacos on the table right now on this one. So my tacos are 100% on the table on this and here's why. Wolverine was not a part of the first class. Nope, he wasn't. Right? So that's the whole thing is I get it, you know, everybody wants them to go right into X-Men 97 and say that's going to be a part of the, the 616. New X-Men. Right? I think that if they're rebooting X-Men as a franchise in the 616, they're going to go right with first class and if they go with first class, Wolverine is not a part of that gotcha okay i think it's going to be the opposite but my tacos are still on the table what is the opposite the, the opposite is is i think they're going to um graduate <laughs> All of the first class and they'll be the teachers and things like that. And that Wolverine will have already left the mansion um, to to do. So all that drama is done. I think they're going to just leapfrog over the whole Phoenix thing and then maybe tell it as a, you know, oh, this is what happened in the past. And then you make it kind of like a origin story movie for Gene or whatever. But I think that they're going to like leapfrog it over. And so that you have all of these wise and teachers that have been in the field for a long time. And then you've got this new class coming up. And that's yeah, how ooh. we get Cannonball. Oh, God. All right. You're okay. like you're like retconning uh, Civil War all over again right there. <laughs> yes, I am. Give me some Sam. Give me some Sam Guthrie. I like it. I'm telling Forrest, you, and I got think? the I got the kid to play it. It's Rand from Wheel of Time. He okay. You know what? He would be a good cannonball. I'll give you that. He would be a really good cannonball. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Force. <laughs> My tacos stand with Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? 
That he means, doesn't, I don't that care means, about Wolverine. All I care about is Cyclops <laughs> and his blinky blinky. Uh, 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 lighty lighty. His lighty. Well, it's not. They're not light. It's not. It's not lasers. Uh, his his dimensional dimension eyes. Okay, his so let me just eyes. let me just stop you there and say <laughs> that I stand with Cyclops with his blinky blinky lighty lighty <laughs> dimensional <laughs> dimension eyes. One dimension eyes. Um, no, I, 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 it would not make sense to me to have Wolverine, every person on the planet's favorite mutant in, uh, in this new. Mo- are we, are we allowed to call them mutants? Yes, yes, yes no. Yeah, mutants are official in the in, in that universe. Yeah. Thank God. They said it like twice. I think they have to say it like mm. one more time before they can introduce them. It's like a three thing. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, like Beetlejuice. Gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, all my all my behold optic blasts are on the table with this one. Um, I, I you're excited. I for think that? it's going. All of your kill Nathaniel uh, uh, optic blasts. The only thing that will kill Nathaniel. <laughs> no, I think instead of it being like like a first class setting it, i think it's going to be more of a uh, a modern it's going to be a modernized in you know the the new gen sort of first class so there may be some very subtle differences like we may have one extra x-man or we may have like an x-man from when you know things like from where they are now like in year 2023 or 2024 you know who who was in the x-men in 24 like the the chick with the bone meringue or marrow like i wouldn't be surprised if they if they if they rebooted it and they had you know like a first class but it had newer um students oh like negasonic teenage warhead and stuff oh man negasonic teenage warhead in in the new class would be such a great way to transition deadpool into the mcu yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah um no i think so too i just i really because they're continuing x-men 97 is why i think they're gonna go with that if they still say hey the the mutants were here in 97 and that becomes canon in the mcu then it goes like logically goes to that we'll have newer like the newer class Mm -hmm. of mutants and you have these older mentor guys and then they come and go so and that's kind of that might be cool that's kind of where I thought you were going with it, too, was that we use X-Men 97 as part of the canon. And that is like, OK, if you want to like we, we're picking up live action with characters in the MCU as they are. And it's just ending with the animated series. So then everything in the animated series is what's canon. You know, yeah. like that would be I think that would be a cool way to do it. Just and again, it would be I think, such good fan service for but it, everyone. It would have to be post Secret Wars because you would be merging universes for all that to be uh, something on there. And if they run Secret Wars the way that they do they, they did in the comics then it'd be merging universes together so then right. there's one continuity to uh bounce off what Frey was saying if they choose to go with a teacher perspective of this and actually have them start off as instructors cyclops should be played by none other than josh dallas i'm just gonna put that out there because josh dallas is the perfect cyclops I'm done. Okay. I'm, 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 go- I'm done fanboying over Cyclops now. I'm good. I'm good. It's out of my system. I promise. Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up Josh Dallas. Yeah, he just okay. He, he, he played just, Prince Charming on Once Upon a Time. He just reminded, and also was in the first Thor movie. Yeah, Fours Fours just reminded me of uh, the old '90s Sega commercials with that Cyclops right there. Just Cyclops. 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 Hey, I, I think we're done with rumors. I say yeah. let's move on to the download. All right, guys. Well, it is now time to finish the rumors and get into everybody's favorite show segment part thing. It's time for the download. 
Time for some good strike news with the Writers Guild of America strike officially at an end. Movie and television fans are eager to see what the future holds. One of the most buzzed about aspects of the strike was studios suspending a number of overall development deals. But it looks like Warner Brothers has already begun to remedy that. So Warner Brothers Television is lifting suspensions that had in place for a number of biggest showrunner deals, including Greg Berlanti, Chuck Lore, Bill Lawrence, John Wells, Mindy Calling, and J.J. Abrams' Bad Robots. So it looks like we're going to get some stuff in production. It's Here we Lori. go. Hey, I was going to say, it's Chuck Lorre. That kind of bothered me. Chuck Lorre. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck Lorre. Whenever you guys want to read, feel free to read. Every time I want to read, right. you tell me, you, 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 you jump All in right. and won't let me read. Okay, just jump in. Just jump in. You want me to jump in I think in it's right fantastic. I actually, I actually do. I, I, I'm I, I'm very excited to see the writers come up now. There's not much you can do because the SAG is still, uh, you know, striking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you know. Oh, my gosh. That. We saw Stephen Colbert's monologue. And I was like, yes. I, I was like, this is what, this is it. The writers are back. I love it. And with, then I was like, yeah, but they can't have any guests. With that, <laughs> did you did, did anybody uh, listen to Strike Force 5 while they were on? off the air Mm-mm. yes strike force five is so basically all the late night hosts uh did a podcast uh and all the money they made from the podcast because you know they're all like giant personalities and everybody listens to them uh all the proceeds they made from the podcast and all the sponsors from the podcast they um used to pay all of their staff while they were all laid off because of, because of the writer's strike so yeah. uh i thought that was awesome but it was so funny uh and like yeah it was uh like i said all the late night hosts and then they had a couple of guests like uh, Letterman came on on one episode, and uh, John Stewart came on on an episode. It was it, it was you know they were all just talking about like their experiences, like what was the first show you did, or how was the first time you did a monologue and things like that. What was it called? Strike Force Five. And it's like the five big late night hosts. Yeah. So it's like Seth and the uh, Seth, I Stephen think, Colbert, uh, yeah, Stephen. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and Oliver, right? John and John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, and they're all like pretty good friends anyway like they all know each other that's I know what Fallon they talk about and and uh seth knew each other on snl and they talk about stuff like that too like there's a lot mm-hmm. of um it's surprisingly a lot of them knew each other because of john stewart right yeah because john know? stewart like gave half of hollywood their start right but then also colbert and uh and john oliver were both yeah. part of like, the daily show stewart show yeah. i did not realize that stephen colbert was a part of the daily show before john stewart was yeah and he, he said it was horrible yeah he was a writer and uh yeah. and i was just like wow i did not realize that and then he became a correspondent later on and then because got john the stewart report. liked the way he said a certain phrase or something right. it was something like that yeah well, john stewart was the one that pushed him to have uh have his own segments and they, they both created the, the 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 Stephen Colbert character that we know on the show, the 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 caricature of um of conservatives, and then became yeah, the a, white racist Catholic conservative, right? Yeah, that was his which thing. which is so funny, funny because like he he talks about how the way he came up with that character is because he grew up that way. He grew up in a white conservative uh, uh, Catholic ho- household, and he was just like it's just easy to make fun of like you know that that whole thing because I grew mm-hmm. up in that, you know. And then, um, and then, yeah, you make fun of what you know, right? And then he said the first time that he got off of that character is when he started doing late night, and they all have their stories about how they did that. Anyways, uh, 
because uh, I, I will talk about this longer than we need to. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that um, that these these showrunners are getting all the stuff, like all their, their deals back because, I mean, they're all really good creative people and, and they kind of deserve to have these deals. Yeah, and I mean, we knew it would come back. I'm surprised that it took them as long as it did. I'm sure they were all on the phones immediately as soon as this, the ink was dry. Well, again, uh, uh, I, I didn't finish listening to it, but they uh, Strike Force Five is literally like a day after the announcement, and that's what they're talking mm-hmm. about on that last episode because they're talking about how well this is a lot. This is the last episode, and here's why, and it was because yeah. of that. So yeah, it was just neat. It was nice to see all that. We watched Seth's. Uh, also his uh, closer look, he did an extended one. And yeah, and so I just yeah, I, I watch it all on YouTube, so, so I can I. just watch it in different segments. But so do I. Yeah. I can't wait to see closer look back on uh, uh, back on my feet again. Yeah, it was really funny. We watched the whole John Oliver show, also that first one when he came back. Oh, so good, so good. I didn't realize that he already has an episode out, so I'm probably gonna yeah. go watch that after we're done here. Well, I mean, I'm gonna go watch Ahsoka and then I'm gonna watch that. Right. All right. Well, guys, it's time to really get into some SAG news because now that the writer strike has ended, the Alliance of Motion pictures hold on let's change this all right the alliance of uh motion pictures sorry i'm on the wrong page again motion picture and television actors has turned its eye to addressing the ongoing actor strike you right. there yep thank you for picking that up on me because again i was on like 12 different pages because i have to keep no up problem. with everything sag after announced it's going to pick nego- pick up negotiations back up uh, with the amptp with hopes of getting a new deal that will end on the ongoing strike uh it's been hinted that sag after officials will be negotiating directly with the executives of movie studios rather than the company's representatives uh, in the AMPTP. A similar process helped move the Writers Guild of America strike along with the likes of Disney CEO Bob Iger, Warner Brothers Discovery's uh, David Zaslav boo, uh, and Netflix boss uh, Ted Sarandos negotiating themselves. Uh, I have something back. So thoughts, guys. Boo. Down with companies. Up with SAG-AFTRA. I'll go with that. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's on the way. It sounds like uh, we're going to get something for, for SAG, so that's David exciting. David Zaslav's a robot. <laughs> I I am excited to hear that the negotiations are going up, but again, I have a feeling that the AMPTP is not going to concede as much as they did for the writers. Um, because just the AMPTP, like I I I, I kind of see them all as just robotic monsters. You know, like they don't care about actual people; they care about the money in their pockets, uh, which mm-hmm. they already have a lot of, right? So I mean, like, right. you know, I I don't feel like they're gonna you know see actors as people because they don't see you know people who, they, they don't see people who don't have money as people as it is so yeah you know i i, I I'm, I'm hoping that sag aftra can negotiate a deal that is fair for all of the actors out there uh to get things that you know to get the things that they deserve um, mm-hmm. I know Netflix made a lot of concessions for, for the WGA, uh, as far as some of the things that they, uh, they were asking for. I'm hoping that, uh, Netflix being that they're the, the primary streamer of the, uh, of the three that I just mentioned, uh, yeah. I'm hoping Netflix, you know, can, that they, they actually go and pay people what they deserve. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I think Netflix is a, a big, if they, if they cave on the residuals, I think the others will too. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
that's it. And, and I think if they cave on the residuals, I think that's going to be a huge get for the actors because it's always a sticking point. Right. Always. Right. <clears throat> and Netflix is, is big on taking care of um, their content creators. So yeah. I think that'll be big for Netflix to, you know, make a stand or put the f- first foot forward. To say, mm-hmm. hey, yes, this is what we're going to offer. This is what we're going to do. I mean, when Dave Chappelle, um, when they put Chappelle show on Netflix, he's like, man, I didn't even get paid for that one, even when it was on um, like HBO Max. Yeah. Right. And they're like, you didn't get paid? He's like, no, man, they just took everything from me. It's, you know, it's my my little baby. And they're like, how much was it? He's like, 25 million. They're like, there's 25 million. Can we put Chappelle show on Netflix? And he said, <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you just give her 25 million. You do whatever you want. Exactly. You want to fuck my wife? Go ahead and fuck my Whoa. wife. Whoa. I mean, hey, I'm rich again, know. bitch. Yeah. He said, <laughs> hey, speaking of rich people and bitches, no, rich people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's James Gunn news, people. Yeah. James Gunn in the building. <laughs> Time for some Batman is a fascist news. (laughs) (laughs) Fans have been waiting for the dust to settle as we slowly get information on James Gunn and Peter Safran's DCU film and TV plans moving forward. How many people do you think know that Peter Safran is actually steering the ship too? Because we hear a lot of James (laughs) Gunn noise, but we don't hear a lot of Peter Safran noise. Anyway, moving on. One thing that remained up in the air has been some of the casting of new projects and whether or not we will see returning stars integrated into the new movies. But Gunn has confirmed three. We got three, people, three characters. They're going to be DC actors. It's going to be the actors that were in it. They're going to be going bloop, 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 transport, and then they're going to still be in it. You want to uh, know who they are? I absolutely You guys want to know? You want to know? Yeah. In a recent Twitter post, Gunn said that he's going to welcome back Yolo? Solo? Holo. Holo. Say his name. Men, men Duena? No, Holo Maridueña. Holo Maridueña. Mm-hmm. As Blue Beetle, Viola Davis. Did I get that right too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Amanda Waller. Who is the perfect Amanda Waller. I I, I don't think Absolutely. there's... Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think anybody could pay, play Amanda Waller better than, than Viola Davis. Maybe Angela Bassett. Mm, I don't Lady know. Lady from the Justice League Unlimited uh, show. Actually, yeah, because they they uh, they both modeled yeah. her voice and her the, the look of Amanda Waller is based on, on that actress too. Yeah, that's true. Go. Okay, cool. Uh, John... Did you hear he's playing Superman? Yes, yes. I mean, he looks like Superman. Yeah, absolutely. Or Peacemaker. Peacemaker. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? I think that's great. Uh, These were the people that I thought they were going to bring over anyways. Like, I I, I know uh, mainly because of the first Suicide, or sorry, the second Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Amanda Waller, John Cena. I mean, Viola Davis and John Cena makes sense uh, because they did play big parts in that that film plus the series. Uh, Well, and like... Viola Davis has like really weathered playing Amanda Waller in movies. It's like she she's been playing Amanda Waller for a bit. 
So I would I would have been shocked if she hadn't been continuing. Yeah, and she again her performance as Amanda Waller is perfect. Oh yeah, I don't even see like I don't look at her and go, oh that's Viola Davis. I go, oh my god, Amanda Waller in the building. So you know the only the only time that I would be okay with them recasting Amanda Waller at any point is if they're doing a younger Amanda Waller when she's like a special forces uh, uh, operative. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can do that. And that would have to be something where it's in like the backstory for um, for death. Stroke. If they do a movie with Deathstroke, mm. I see this as we're getting one step closer to a checkmate movie. Ooh, that'd be good too. Mm. King Faraday, everyone. I mean, they haven't announced the back half of the what is it, chapter one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they haven't announced that yet. So if we'll they announced checkmate in chapter one, I would slap someone. Which I, I would be that shocked. I I wouldn't put it past James Gunn because he loves doing stuff like that. So I know, and that's like I'm just happy I got the authority in chapter one because right. that's what I wanted. I've been saying it for years. All right, so um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm really happy. I think the three that are going over, I think are are wonderful picks. I love Polo. Is it Holo? Holo. Yep. Holo. Okay. I loved Holo's performance as Jaime. I thought he did a fantastic Jaime. job. And um, obviously, Viola is just, she's fan freaking fantastic. And I, I won't talk about John Cena. Uh, but. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that those are, are good. I think all three of them inhabit the roles and do a very good job in them. So, yeah. And I think that opens up Momoa to be Lobo. I, and that's that's I think that's what they're going with, because I, uh, yeah. I I know that they were saying that this was supposed to be the last Aquaman because yeah. uh, he was going to be recast. And he's not like he's been getting really excited. And he posted a picture of Lobo and all this other stuff when like, mm-hmm. everything went down. I'm pretty sure they're casting him as Lobo. And he's he's been very vocal about wanting to play Lobo since like the beginning. So, I mean, Lobo is so much more and just seeing his Aquaman man on screen yeah it's aquaman like it's if aquaman and lobo had a child it yeah. honestly is that yeah. so just Ooh, make him Aquabo. freaking lobo Aquabo. Yes. <laughs> i just want to hear him say frag a thousand times and my man my man frag my man but no i want to hear him say bite me fanboy <laughs> Yeah, I just want to look at a. I just want to look at a really beautiful lady in the eyes and say, "Holo Maridueña." <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is when you said that, I imagined him saying, "Bite me, fanboy." <laughs> <laughs> just like that, because I can hear him say it just like that, right? Yeah, that would be great. And the, again, All right, the other thing let's is, let's move on. Let's we got some it. Stranger Things to talk about. Yeah, time for some upside down news. One hundred forty-eight days after the Hollywood writers' strike turned the film and TV industry upside down, Netflix Stranger Things writers returned to work. They said, "We're back." The Stranger Things writers' account tweeted at exactly twelve oh one a.m. Wednesday the scripts for season five of Stranger Things are believed to be written. Writing for the final season started on August 2nd, while shows are permitted to reopen previously shuttered writers' rooms and uh, resume writing and rewriting scripts. Stranger Things 5 won't begin production until after the ongoing SAG Astra strikes, uh, actor strike reaches a resolution. So at least we're getting the writing for Stranger Things back on point. I'm well, I'm they can... uh, they're gonna have to change her name from 11 to 21. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just say 24 and then make it like the 
like 24. Last season Dun-dun. of Stranger Things is like 24 because they would be up to that by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think, and then, you know, Kiefer Sutherland does need a win right now. So um, <laughs> bring him on. And, sorry, I went way off on that. No, I, I think it's fine, but they can get all the pre-production stuff completed. So I think right. that's something that, that we can hope for. But yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. Pay the, pay the actors what they're worth. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't you always use AI. That's ridiculous. I like how they put things in place about AI, how it's up to the writers to use AI, but the the actual production companies can't use it unless the writers say, yes, we can use AI at this point. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just see like there are a lot of reasons that people get scanned. So like I was watching The Last of Us that they did a 30 minute like special with all like all the different making of Last of Us. It was on Max. Anyway, um, they were talking about how they scanned the actors so that they could in case they needed to use CGI for anything uh, like on the clickers or if they just like act they needed them for like stunt doubles or whatever. And so they had they would have them scanned and so and i was thinking that made me think back to when some actors were saying well i was on an hbo show and they scanned me and they didn't tell me why so some of it if it's vfx heavy could be because of that but it's Mm -hmm. like i think there needs to be more communication to these people so i think that should be written into something as well look if you're going to scan someone not only do you need to have their consent but you need to have their understanding on what it's for so that they're not signing away their privilege to be a person right yeah. no i agree with that cool all right time time for some marvel marvel news news is that and is that your here echo? i thought you were trying to do like some sort of like the thing how uh kingpin you know how he like sometimes struggles to get certain words out because he's so angry about them and that's what i thought you were doing that when i read it so that was not the line reading i thought at all and it was fantastic <laughs> a, n- a new synopsis has been released by marvel for the upcoming echo series did you say synopsis synopsis Echo series, get it? Echo, <laughs> echo, series. echo. No, I get it. Which has I been pushed back from November doing... to January. <laughs> the picture is of Kingpin, and I realize she's holding a gun to to him. I was just like, for some reason, I I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Go, go. <laughs> Got it. Marvel submitted the official rundown for the show to the United States Copyright Office. And in its uh, reveal that Echo has officially taken over Wilson Fisk's Kingpin's criminal empire. So I do have a Echo, Echo, Opsis, Opsis, Synopsis, Synopsis. Echo, Echo, Opsis, Opsis, Synopsis, Synopsis. Synopsis. Because it's an Echo. Yeah. You get it? I get it. That's how an Echo goes. Let's, I'm going to explain it to you more. It's a very, I mean, I very derivative that, I mean, joke. The, the picture of Kingpin, just it's kind of misleading. No, I'm just saying for everybody else. No, it's a, it's okay. a, it's a very derivative joke. So they can joke. appreciate my joke. That's a, it's, a, it's an echo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios presents Echo, in a which echo. Maya Lopez struggles to reconnect with her Native American roots while balancing aspirations tied to a life of crime as a successor to the brutal legacy of Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin, in the first episode we are
are introduced to Maya Lopez and her struggles. Struggle, 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 struggle. So the synopsis also teases how large Kingpin's role is in the series with D'Onofrio receiving second billing behind star of the series Aliqua Cox. Interesting. So I wonder if there's going to be like flashback stuff. Probably. But I, you know, and I think it's kind of cool, but um, he's either going to get second billing or he's going to get and Vincent D'Onofrio. What's better, and or with? And. And um, you get, you're the final name on there before you get in there. So it's a better slot. And also you tend to get a better contract and you're, and it's more like you're doing it as a favor. If you're uh, second billing, you're probably getting more money and you're probably going to be in the show more like on like a regular of the show. If you're right. and it could be you could be on one show or you could be on seven. So. Unless you're Colby Smolder mm-hmm. in Secret Invasion. Well, we're not talking off. about that. <laughs> <laughs> she got paid a lot of money to die in the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept showing it on video screens and they're like, oh, yeah, we got to give her credits again. And she gets a residual for that. And she gets a residual for that. And she gets a residual. And she's doing an echo. Echo is. Echo. Echo is set to hit Disney Plus January 2024. (laughs) Just throwing James off the entire time. (laughs) Forzy, are you a Spawn fan? Unfortunately not. What? Come on. I did did like Spawn at midnight on HBO back in like 1996. Which is like one of the best Spawn uh, 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 like renditions generally in general. Generally in general. Yes. Yeah. Guys, Jason Blum is confident, has confidently confirmed that Todd McFarlane's long-awaited new Spawn will be released in 2025. During a recent press check-in for the, for the Exorcist Believer, uh, Blum was asked about the film, and he said, 2025 is when Spawn is going to come out. I stand by that. Stand by that. All right. That's good. Oh, darling, darling. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm excited for this because, I mean, I, I, I've been wanting to see kind of what they're going to do with this because it's cool to see that Todd McFarlane is... is is so involved in this um and and you know again the last we heard the the writing that mcfarlane said that he was doing was it's supposed to center around sam and twitch and then uh spawn is supposed to be like you know kind of in the background causing havoc right so i mean which is how the comic goes so i mean i i, I want to see that and it's more of a horror thing so i i kind of want to yeah. see that as like the way you do spawn what's the big one's name that john leguizamo played in his name is just movie? clown clown Okay. Mm-hmm. And then He's he transform scary. he transforms into the violator. He's scary so i wanted to bring this up on this uh call of duty right now the the season pass um so every season you know there's like a big uh character like skin that you want to get uh by the end of the season pass like you know if you, you play the game enough you get to see the skins the halloween season right now is all spawn characters and uh keith david who played spawn in the animated series in the anime uh is also voicing spawn in the game that's mm. fantastic because he also has been in a lot of stuff and he was captain anderson <laughs> but i mean yeah it's uh uh like right now my uh because there's two factions in the game and you can pick characters for each side so like if you depending on who like what side you're on it'll be it, each character so i talked about it last week my um my character on the good guy side it, he wears samurai armor right uh because of the season pass my character on the bad guy side is clown that's awesome <laughs> 
But I mean, you like the Joker anyway, so it's not like, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's actually clown and he is uh he is extremely creepy. He looks he looks just as creepy as John Leguizamo did in the movie. Yeah, that was like he was creepy. Yeah, movie. like he's short and he's and he's and he's yeah. super fat and he's got the same face paint and he's everything like, like that. He's squatty. It's like it, I, it he's squat. Yeah, no. It's like he's always squatting. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, Leguizamo is good when he plays characters like that. But I mean, like, yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's uh, that's that's what they're doing in, in the season mm-hmm. pass on Call of Duty right now, which I think I'm I'm probably gonna try and stream one of these days this week. This week, you know what? Um, Graveyard, I like this. I think John Leguizamo would be a good Mojo if they ever did Mojo. Yes, I would love him as Mojo. I had I like I had been struggling to think of anybody. He would be fantastic as Mojo. Yeah, a good Mojo Dojo Casa House. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry, right, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> All right, time so for some bad news. Let me do this one. Yeah, I'm Irish, and I feel like I need to do my Irish brethren. This one's upsetting. Yeah. I'm Irish. I'm Irish too. So do you want to do it? No, you already called it. Go for it. Uh, so Sir Michael Gambon, the Irish English actor who was best known for playing Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore in six of the Harry Potter movies, passed away at 82. Man. The family shared in a statement, we are devastated to announce the loss of Sir Michael Gambon, beloved husband and father. Michael died peacefully in hospital with his wife Anne and son Fergus at his bedside following a bout of pneumonia. Some of the other projects he appeared in over the course of his long career included Love Story, The Singing Detective, Toys, The Wind in the Willows, The Insider, Sleepy Hollow, Godsford Park, Cap- Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, Layer Cake, The Omen, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The King's Speech, Doctor Who, Paddington, Judy, and much more. Sir Michael Gambon, you will be missed. That's two 2%. Dumbledores, man. That's two Dumbledores yeah. that have passed. Yeah, I mean, but like, look, they both have were older, so it's not yeah. like they passed in the prime of their life, and that right. the role of Dumbledore is cursed, and Jude Law should really watch out because yeah. I think he'll be fine. Although 2%. he is doing a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars show, and yeah. there's a lot of stuff that could fall. Ouch! So, you know what? Let's put Jude Law in bubble wrap. Yeah. Just don't have not him stand, Just don't have him stand next to Harrison Ford near like the millennium falcon door because so that way he doesn't break his foot too exactly yeah Yeah. uh i'm sorry uh (laughs) graveyard in a moment of 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 like uh (laughs) of like just sadness his jokes just get me his belongings yeah that's good his belongings went to snape by the right of the elder wand oh wait guess it's daniel radcliffe's now (laughs) this has got to be so devastating for daniel radcliffe though yeah because he was so close to both of them yeah and i mean for him to lose and he i mean he still talks about his relationship with alan rickman and yeah. so I just can't imagine that poor that poor guy. We should make him Wolverine. That would make him feel better. <laughs> Somebody buy him a horse. He'll be fine. <laughs> Are you was that an Equus quip? Time for some interdimensional bad good. news. That was good. Was that it an a- did you just really? make an Equus quip with Daniel Radcliffe? I'm so impressed. Right he he now. did, and that was really good. <laughs> That was so. You win the episode. James. You win the internet, James. We try. We try. We try. 
All right, let's keep it going. Until now, Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon hasn't talked about or addressed any of the drama surrounding Justin Roiland, oh, man. who was fired from the series and several other animated shows. He was working on Roiland, found himself disgraced after accusations of abuse and harassment exploded on the Internet. During a recent interview with a Hollywood reporter, Harmon talked about his legacy in Hollywood and his goals for retirement. At one point in the interview, he w- he asked about Rick and Morty's recent ordeal with Roiland, and Harmon said, It's all just sad because the goal for it was to be indistinguishable. At the same time, it would be absurd to suddenly decide that the entire foundation of your creative project was, oh, coincidentally unimportant. He said things that he's never said before about being unhappy. And I remember saying, I remember saying to him the last time we spoke in a person like, I am worried about you and I don't know what to do about the excerpt. Uh, I don't know what to, oh my God, what is wrong with my eyes right now? What to do about the excerpt except. I am losing it, except to give you all the string and also just say, I'm scared that you're not going to come back. But then this conversation became unprecedentedly, precedentedly confrontational. Interesting. No. You know, that word is very triggering to me. Um, here's, confrontational here, or unprecedentedly? Yes. Yeah. Here, okay. Here's the sad thing about actually, uh, James, go ahead and finish the last yeah. quote that he has here, because I have something to say about what he, okay. what he said here. I think that's far as I get to take this take the story. At that point, we no longer both there for it. And it starts to become not only unfair to me to continue, but totally uncomfortable because from there, a friendship goes away and I still don't fully understand why. So so here's what's really sad about this, because it's not mentioned in this article right here. But this conversation that he had with Justin Roiland was in 2018. That's the last time he talked to him. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, basically he had not talked to him post this conversation and the whole thing that he said when he said, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to do except give you all the string and also just say I'm scared that you're not going to come back. That whole conversation was over text as well. Wow. It's it's sad. Like kind of just basically what Dan Harmon was saying was that Justin kind of shut himself off from everybody. Uh, he had said a while back that it had been years since Justin was actually in studio. Uh, like because every everything that Justin recorded was from home. He would self-direct. Right. So whenever they would uh, record for Rick and Morty, he would self-direct himself for everything. And uh, and and he just did not want anybody to tell him anything. He said like Dan Harmon in this interview was basically saying that their friend fell apart and they haven't talked in years that's crazy five years in a pandemic yeah and they still continued the show super sad so rick and morty season seven is currently slated to make its premiere on adult swim october 15th yeah, all right crazy stuff man uh you know just, just when you start hearing about like everything that's going on behind like you know we talked about it on the show a while back about uh justin roiland and his kind of you know embattlement that he was in but then hearing the context of like depression and sadness and everything that he's been going through you know just kind of adds more to the fire on all of this you know what i mean and it's just kind of even then like you know dan Harmon's been trying like he had tried to reach out justin roiland to like you know just be a friend and justin roiland just kind of you know shrugged it off so i i i hope as somebody who enjoys his work and now that you know he's kind of dealing with everything else he's dealing with you know I, I hope things get better for Justin Roiland as far as his mental help. I, I hope mental health. I hope he's seeking help because yeah. he's, it seems like he needs it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, let's keep it moving. Time for some Nuggy news. Ah, Nuggy news. news. 
news. There it is. There he is. Nuggies. Look, he heard nuggies and he's like, Give yeah, phrase like, I want the nuggies. All right. McDonald's is expanding their sauce lineup. They will be adding two new dipping sauces to the menu for a limited time. Sweet and spicy jam and mambo. Where's the Szechuan sauce? They're not bringing Szechuan sauce back. They tried to for a little bit. Look, even the dog's upset about this. Yeah. It's sweet and spicy jam. That's that's the new one. So the two new sauces will join the chain's current lineup of six sauces. I didn't realize there were six. Yeah. Um, including sweet and sour, ranch, barbecue. And it will also make the mark for the first time McDonald's has ever offered a breakfast inspired dipping sauce in the That's US. That's that sweet and spicy jam. And I want to try it right now. <laughs> right now. Speaking of, I do have a sweet opsis spicy jam synopsis. Sweet opsis spicy jam synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> oh, yeah. The sweet and spicy jam sauce is described by McDonald's as being a jammy red pepper sauce with a tongue-numbing Szechuan pepper (laughs) kick and extra heat from cayenne pepper. It's suggested that the sauce can be paired with menu offerings such as sausage McMuffin, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits, hash browns, chicken nuggies, and french fries. Hmm? That's all we care about is this is chicken nuggies, man. I know. Does it work for chicken nuggies? That's all that matters. No, I'm prepared to try it with all of these. I know. Young Phil's going to try it. I, I I, I, have to on camera. It's, it's, Isn't that one of the rules yep. when we talk about food? I have to. That's one of the rules. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Totally. And I also have a Mambo-opsis number five synopsis. <laughs> this is this is the first time you've done a good one in a while, James. Mambo-opsis number five synopsis. Synopsis. They're, they're all good. A I'm sorry, bro. A little bit of Mambo sauce. A, a lot of. <laughs> a little bit of Mambo's gonna fry. Fry, 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 fry. <laughs> uh, James, like some some of the ones you've been doing lately have been a little, little lazy. Lazy? <laughs> echo, echo, opsis, opsis, synopsis, synopsis is lazy? I'm saying some of the ones you've been doing, you've, you've How, been getting I'm better, but they they were better. The, the, the ones you used to do were better. Oh, it used to be a lot more creative. I'm First sorry. it's the graphics department, and now it's, it's James. Too, Who's too, next? Too Me? We don't do that with Jennifer. We've talked about this. That is not in my contract. <laughs> Y'all done pissed her off now. Oh, boy. Here we go. Get her some mambo sauce. The mambo sauce is described as being a tomato-based, sweet, spicy, and vinegary sauce that has been oh my inspired, God. inspired by a sauce popular in Washington, D.C. I've never heard of it. A similar type of sauce was previously tested by the KFC in 2021. McDonald's suggests customers try the mambo sauce with menu items such as a quarter pounder with cheese, hash browns, chicken nuggies, McCrispy, and of course, the fries. All right. They both sound delightful. And wait. I will be trying every both of them with stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Tomato-based, sweet, it's ketchup. spicy, and vinegary sauce. It's spicy ketchup. Doesn't Heinz make this? Uh, yes, that is actually Heinz 52. <laughs> Okay. Is that a thing? Heinz 52, yeah. 52 sauce. It's it's actually a thing. It's actually really good. Oh, that's what it is. 57. It's actually, oh. it's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's going to be a big fat McNope for uh, me. That is going to be a mm. yes for me. I'm eating that with fries. 
I'm going to get them both and I'm going to eat them with all of it. And I'm going to eat them with chicken. I'm going to eat them with the fries. And I probably won't do the quarter pounder with cheese, the hash I'll, browns. Yeah. I'll do the crispy. Yeah, I could do that. I can do some chicken. I'll put the, the quarter pound. I'll put the hash brown in the quarter pounder. Let's oh, make it happen. Oh, yeah. So, James, give us the date on this because I don't know if we're going to have this by the time the next episode comes up. McDonald's is getting saucy with its new sauces starting October 9th. You know what? We will have it. We will have it. It comes out the Monday, the day before. So I'm gonna try and see if I have enough time. This all depends on (laughs) if I get off of work on time. Uh, That I, I, if I get off of work on time next week, I'm gonna try and stop by McDonald's, get the sauce and some fries, and I can taste taste it on show. Okay. And if I get a chance, I will do it too. Yeah. I'll try to get both sauces. I'll see if we can do that. Same. So, so why don't we just make next week distance McNerding? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get McNuggies. I'm going to get some chicky nuggies. That way I can make Jackie happy too. Bring her some chicky nuggies. Make Jackie happy? Make Jackie happy. Why don't we all just select one Miggity Mac menu item with both these sauces and we'll each try it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll get, hold on. Let me let me make sure how. Can we make it an board. option to have more than one? Because, <laughs> well, what, what are the what are the what are the choices here? So the nuggies, the hash browns, the fries, the pounders? breakfast, quarter pounders. Come on, the Mc. Okay, so get I, I'll get a McCrispy. How's that sound? Sure. If you're sleeping on a quarter pounder, I'm just saying you're missing out because it's super unique. For James, you James, you can have the quarter pounder. I'll take the quarter pounder. pounder. Okay, I'll have the McCrispy. But we all get but nuggies. Every, but everybody better freaking. Remember to do this. Frey, Frey's negotiating with Husby right now. Like, so we're gonna get McDonald's next week uh, yeah. to try the sauces. He it'll said we'll last, see. It'll be the last time I have it before I restart my diet and my fasting. So there you this go. Will be a good thing. This will be a good thing to fast right out of my freaking diet. <laughs> it'll be the send off. Yes. Gonna, it's it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, because after the show, it'll really we'll, be sent off quick. He said we'll yeah. see. <laughs> exactly. Because and right um, out, yes. Because he just said we'll see. Okay. He doesn't want to plan that far in advance. Okay. Advanced, so. so so what we'll do is uh, we we also have to remind each other before the before yeah. before the show starts. I wonder how spicy they are because I'm not a huge spicy spicy food person. I don't know. You know what is spicy? Me. Your takes. The yeah. Ahsoka season or season one part or part seven dreams Penult- and madness. Let's Penult- do this. Penultimate oh. episode. Let's get into this, guys. It is now time to break it down. Break it down. Yeah, graphics department. Never failing us. Ahsoka episode seven, Dreams and Madness. Ahsoka has learned a lot through her mysterious experience in the world between worlds, and she's found peace with her past at last. No longer is she simply a warrior focused on the mission uh, above everything else. Now her focus lies on finding Sabine and Ezra, her friends. Only then will they move to taking on Thrawn. Ahsoka Tano has traveled the pathway to Peridia, but she swiftly learns she's arrived too late. She's always late. They're they're always behind. Morgan Elizabeth has found Grand Admiral Thrawn, and the fate of the Star Wars galaxy's home galaxy hangs in the balance. What did you guys think walking into this episode four? I'm going to start with you. What, what were you expecting out of like what Phil was saying, the pen ultimate episode? Um, 
So in all truth, I was hoping to get a little more origin on these dirty zombie-like troopers that we yeah. have going on here, but that was disappointing. But uh, come back to me later on in the segment, and I'll tell you what the real disappointment of the episode was. Next. Ouch. Phil, what do you think? I liked it, man. Uh, I, I dug that we got the fighty-fighty that we, uh, you know, we wanted. We, we wanted-wanted, you know, like we wanted a little more fighty-fighty. Uh, I, I liked that Ahsoka show showed up um i oh my god i dug ezra still fighting with a jedi with no lightsaber and still winning (laughs) like you know just like using the force to like just kind of be a badass you know i i I like that you know like it makes it a different fight and i and i enjoyed them kind of just being creative with the fight itself you know um you know i wasn't expecting it to be what it was but i enjoyed what it was for for what it was you know what i mean like i i thought it was great i thought it was a good episode um you know uh and and even with all this we got a decent amount of storytelling to kind of like move the story forward to this last episode uh again my my biggest prediction and i've been talking about this is that the the show is not going to end on a happy note they're not going to stop thrawn and he's going to make his way to our universe and that's going to continue on where the series is going so we'll, I'll get more into that and in, at the end when we talk predictions Frey Frey? well I I can sum up this episode and how I felt about it in one word fun yeah fun okay yeah that's good the fight were fun. You saw Ahsoka with her smirky smile. You saw Balin respecting the heck out of her. You saw like Ezra with his chaotic Jedi style and his only using the force, which is definitely unpredictable. And you like you just saw the I just saw the fun back. It was like everything seemed like the everything was weighing on them. Mm-hmm. And since Ahsoka's come back out of the world between worlds world it seems like a lot of that's come off of her and we get to see the fun quippy Ahsoka more and so I, I think that was good Thrawn got to be more Thrawny uh, I <laughs> love that was. Morgan Elspeth is totally questioning him now so I'm like okay we're all about this I like this girl power rah rah um, and yeah so I just I thought it was really pretty good it did move the story along there was a cute little like uh, thing between Hu Yang and Ahsoka that little thing when he was like and didn't I feel bad about it and she was like no <laughs> you know it's like I just thought it was just had some really cute moment uh Sabine mm-hmm. is definitely better when she's with Ezra he's like her center or something so I, I just thought it was good gotcha I still feel that Ezra Sabine relationship is a is a little quirky we talked about it last week but yeah. the beginning with Hera mm-hmm. going up against the uh what is it the Republic Council or you know all the other leaders that was the Senate. The Senate when she well, that, was about to get court martialed. Yeah, like a, yeah, that like was a Senate council. Yeah, it was like a judicial review or something right. like that. Yeah, I am the Senate. <laughs> I not, am the Senate. Not, not anymore. I liked. I liked seeing that side of things. Somehow, yeah, I loved that, and I loved the seventies of it. It did feel very seventies. You're totally right. Totally right. Um, but you know, seeing Hera seeing uh carson seeing chopper all up in there and then we get to see a special cameo which i thought this was like a great way to pay homage to Mm -hmm. carrie fisher princess leia and get her as part of the story 
but without doing something like you know CGIing her without so. disrespecting her memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally yeah. dug this. I totally dug this. And it was nice seeing uh, you know Anthony Daniels back. I, it was funny too because I was watching how um, C three PO was walking. I'm like that is three PO's walk. It's a little little older, but because mm-hmm. he's a lot older. <laughs> Because you know we we've met uh, Chris Bartlett at a couple different cons who does a lot of these thinner droids like the three uh, PO type units mm-hmm. and and he's he walks very quickly you know so seeing Anthony Daniels back was kind of nice so well I and I think that. they adapted that because or adopted that because uh, how they had to put him in the suit mm-hmm. and he couldn't really move the move his like feet as much and so he had to kind of do that and that's what made the walk but it was him he really did it they didn't have like somebody else do it and him voice it so that was kind of cool that was neat i did think that was that was cool you know what i found was interesting too and we talked about this for us last week was the timeline for this ahsoka series because i was on board with what you were saying but they kind of they blew um, that out of the water at the beginning (laughs) yeah they nudged it they like totally were like oh no this is after moff gideon's i don't know whatever you call it his defeat yeah i guess Mm -hmm. so i guess where does that put us well but i mean we don't know how long after that so it could be immediately after it and this is all just fresh in their minds or it could be a few months or it could be a year i mean it we don't know how long it took them from the time we see ahsoka in uh book of was it book of boba fett uh mando season two i thought we saw her after that because after luke with luke we did yeah okay so that would but that was book of boba fett right that was right so is this taking place before she meets luke or after i think this is after it it seems the disney plus show is set after mandalorian season three yeah, I'm just going to stop asking anymore. <laughs> it, it, it takes place after this last season, which uh, they pretty much confirmed that Boba Fett was in between season, what, season two and season three? No, season one and season two, right? No, season two mm-hmm. and season three. Yeah, yeah season two right. and season three. Yeah. So, 2. so Right, so she's already met Luke at this point. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the training for Ahsoka? And you get to see more Anakin. Remember we had that rumor? Yeah. Yeah. About we're gonna get more Hayden Christensen in the last two episodes. I put that in the chat like the night we all watched the episode. <laughs> like yeah. I put if you if you guys caught that, I put that in there like, yeah. oh, it came true. Yeah. No, exactly. and and uh I thought that was great. And I liked that and I liked what they were saying with it. Like the hologram wasn't like I'm here with other people or this is a message for so it was just him being her master. It was the day-to-day mastering he did with her and i right. loved that it showed his heart and we got a whip from hu yang that was like i had no idea you know and then her he was a good master like she convinced herself he's a he was a good master it doesn't matter what he did i'm not him and, and again, I, you could see that somebody said it last week baloney is making damn sure that hayden christensen is playing clone war Mm-hmm. Anakin, yeah, not a prequel Anakin because he hates the prequels and he will not stand for it. He wants Hayden playing his story, not prequel I, stories. I wouldn't say that Filoni really hates the prequels. I think it's more that he was trying to put context to things to make it better, to elevate the the prequels. Because if yeah. he really hated the prequels, he wouldn't be, you know, kind of telling the stories that he does. Yeah, it and you. It, it wasn't you. I'm yeah. sorry. So it was somebody from Saberland who was saying that Filoni really hated the prequels. Like oh, his own part, yeah. he like he just 
like his goal with Hayden was to really get him over that and mm-hmm. be like, look, dude, you're in the Clone Wars now. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I had heard there. it. Um, I was watching something Star Wars Celebration. Anyway, it was a clip and Hayden was talking about how he was excited to play that version because he had seen it later. I think his kids or something like he they wanted to watch it and he started watching it. And he really liked the humanity that the animated series brought to Anakin and he wanted to do that. So he was really on board with it from right. what I understand. Right. That's Filoni, That's so. what I talked about last week was that you yeah. know, he he talked about I've talked about it for the last few weeks that uh, Hayden Christensen uh, said specifically for this show or just like the new performances he's been doing he's he's based everything on Matt Lanter like everything everything mm-hmm. that he's done in the, in these shows so Obi-Wan and, and you know obviously a lot more here in Ahsoka uh, he based every bit of that performance on Matt Lanter. Who, yeah, Matt Lanter, even to the point like um, he would like if you listen to his uh, annotations mm-hmm. and like his the way that he pray, like does all of that. He does it like Matt Lanter did it, but he also but he was doing it like Hayden Christensen was doing it, but put his own little. So then it's like Hayden's doing Hayden through the filter of Matt, right? <laughs> like, Which is actually kind of cool so because funny. it's like, yeah, now I'm I'm playing a character that was an imitation of me, but was so much right. better of an imitation of myself <laughs> that it just challenges him to be a better actor because now he gets to play a better version of himself. Talk about like Inception. I know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's like it's like Rebel season one because. Rebel season one, you had, you know, Star Wars is Aladdin, and now Star Wars is Aladdin is played by the real Aladdin. So it's kind of it's kind of weird how that works. We talked about this. He is not Aladdin. It's Assassin's Creed or what well, Prince of Persia. Uh, Prince of Persia. He's Prince of Persia more than he's Aladdin now. Rebel he season graduated. one he was absolutely Aladdin. Oh yeah. Rebel season one, he was Aladdin, but now he's graduated to Prince of Persia. <laughs> I and you, you know, know what if they finally cool do oh, with this hologram is that um there's also a scene in Rebels where they're watching uh Anakin is Ezra and Ahsoka watching a, a hologram of Anakin showing the different forms mm-hmm. so it's like a weird callback just a little bit of a callback to, to Rebels so I dig that yeah it, it it is really nice I feel like the attention to detail on it is actually really good that the callbacks are within the storytelling and don't seem like they're forced in there and I appreciate that because mm-hmm. there's something I mean the C-3PO thing if we really want to get to it yes it was completely fan service and it was a little shoehorned in but other than that um i think the rest of the episode all of the stuff seemed pretty organic that they showed as you know callbacks or homages yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you guys did you guys find any like plot points um that stood out to you one one that was interesting to me was that Morgan gives Grand Admiral Thrawn access to the Inquisitorial database. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she that was it. cool. How does she like have it? And then she's like, "I'm gonna bring this, over, you know, over to Grand Admiral Thrawn because I know he's gonna want it." Well, it could just be that those are just the files in her ship. I mean, if you had information on all of your enemies, wouldn't you take that with you everywhere? I would. Mm-hmm. I would well, take it, it ma- at home. You know what? It made me think, like, are the Inquisitors 
somehow connected to the Night Sisters. Oh, that's actually that's that actually might... a good, that's actually a good um a good like thought question kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it made me wonder if like Vader started you know seeking out Night Sisters and Force users. You know, since he was looking for Force users, he came across the Night Sisters. Like, all right, I need you because all the Inquisitors look so different. They're all pale and I don't know. They're all different looking. They they don't look like just regular jedis that were converted looks like they went through some kind of process and i wonder if well that could just be the them embracing the dark side too because it does tend to the dark side will will twist your appearance yeah it'll Mm -hmm. warp it Mm -hmm. if if coder 2 taught us anything did you just say coder yes she did say coder but i mean uh they they did confirm that that whenever 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 anybody embraces the dark side they tend to to do that they 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 Mm -hmm. they change the, the way that they look changes uh and we've seen that with almost every character save mm-hmm. for maybe one that comes to mind uh and it might just be because this particular character wasn't fully dark side if you really think about it that person i'm thinking of is uh count dooku oh yeah well that was more of an ideological he went ideologically a different way and that took him to hey our paths align now they may not later which is why uh, Palpatine had him taken out So, and that's mm-hmm. why I think that Dooku wasn't necessarily like that's why he doesn't change his appearance he doesn't look yeah. like super monstery evil kind of how everybody else does you look at Anakin and his I mean given Anakin went through a lot of shit but I mean yeah. Anakin uh, when you see his face he's very warped he's very pale mm-hmm. and, and broken could also be that he's had a mask on for like 50 years but i mean still there's that palpatine uh when he embraces the dark turns into a giant scrotum so i mean like you know there's that yeah then... well i mean mace and mace windu helped him with that but yeah right yeah little electricity never hurt nobody right electricity and the dark Sparky, side turned him into a tur- turn him into I, I do look like a scrotum, don't I? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Galator, I am your father. <laughs> you boobs! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to that uh, Ezra, Sabine, westerny, you know, wagon chase. I guess. Wait, no, no, no. We got to talk about Thrawn and Anakin because that was a weird okay, little okay, okay. moment. And I mean, I've never seen Thrawn mentally stutter and he did when he realized that Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. Right. He was like, oh, Ahsoka is, is oh, oh, Anakin Skywalker was her master. And it's like, what? <laughs> did, you know, what happened? So because, it just, yeah. because Thrawn doesn't make mistakes though yeah. so when he just realized that a that a, a wrench was thrown into the gears of his plan right he he kind of like glitched his brain that is the matrix and yeah. self course corrected yeah no but i just thought that was so interesting to see that so because that definitely I messed him up cool. yeah that yeah. definitely messed him up or messed up his plans he's not thinking mm-hmm. that someone on the level of anakin skywalker is in here because he knows who anakin is he knows that anakin is darth vader darth yeah. vader was always a threat to his power and his and his kind of seat within mm-hmm. the empire and mm-hmm. 
he never challenged Vader. Even like if you read the books or anything on there, he never challenged Vader. Partially because he was smart enough to know that Vader would kill me in a freaking heartbeat. But I mean, Thrawn, knowing that the tactical mind that Anakin Skywalker has, trained Ahsoka, and that's why she can get a one-up on me every now and then. It's going to make him think differently about how he approaches uh, Ahsoka. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting little... I think there's more to it, and I think we will see more to it in season two i don't think they'll bring it up again gotcha can we get but now we can yeah let's talk about sabine and ezra because i know that someone thinks that they should be boyfriend girlfriend i think they're gonna get married i think they're gonna get married they they have to get married in this last episode double wedding (laughs) the turtles are gonna marry him i think that's how it's gonna they're not turtles they're snails uh, the they are so freaking adorable in their little outfits. They're snail the pre- people. The, pre- little... te- the pre-teenage mutant ninja turtles? <laughs> snail people. Snail people. No, we're going to find out Ezra is married with three kids and two grandkids on the way. That's what we're going to find out. They're gonna, he's I gonna was be thinking that. Like, does he have peeps over there? <laughs> right. I want to see what that these, I, I want to see what these half snail people look like. Wow. Oh, so he's... you're into snail smut. That's what you're saying? That's what you guys are saying. You guys are talking about Ezra banging snails. No, I, how, I didn't even say that. Why did you assume that? <laughs> I said we're going to find out that he's married with three kids and two grandkids on the way. Did I say it was the snail people? No. There, uh, no, uh, where did I say that? Roll the tape back. Let's figure this out. Unless, we'll this unless, it, was, unless it was a night sister, he's banging snails. We don't know what else it is. Maybe, he's, maybe it's half howler. We don't know. Oh, God. Why are you he's all about howlers? that? That is well, that is some know, really bad turn. bestiality. Okay, we need to stop this conversation. Now. You know what? There's also those red, like uh, <laughs> red helmeted people too. He could be knocking oh. boots with one of them. He's got zombie babies. Zombie oh babies. You guys are about to start a subscription to only onlygalaxies.com. Wow. Only fans. It's only picture okay, Aaron Watson's feet, the beard, and snail people. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you have any, do, do you have any have any have any relevant input on this episode? Any galaxy far, far away bestiality? Let me think. Oh my uh... god! <laughs> hey, well, you know what? What happens in a different galaxy stays in a different oh galaxy. Oh my god! All right, right guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk about rallying the wagons now because it just seems <laughs> they're rallying we're the wagons for the next. I feel really bad for I feel really bad for any parents that are listening right now. Like, what are they talking about in front of my kids? I'm a parent. (laughs) Your children, your children are adults Uh, now, all right? So and and this is apparently bad. Oh snap. All right. So as your children are I was gonna say your children are adults and they have the same sense of humor as us. That is true. But no, so um so here we we let's talk about Ezra and let's talk about Sabine not wanting to tell Ezra that she did something bad. Yeah, something bad. Keeping a lot lot hidden. Yeah, and she's not as talented as Palpatine at hiding this crap. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think that's going to come back to haunt her somehow. Like maybe. Oh, you Ezra's going to find out. I think Ezra will find out what happened at before the end of this episode, and he's going to be like, "Why would you do that?" And that's going to create tension, which is going to lead to a kiss. 
And then they're going to have Mando Ezra babies. Oh, God. Mando Ezra babies. No, so, real quick. I do enjoy <laughs> how she's fighting. I think it's mm -hmm. really cool. She's got blasters. You know, and it's no not like the perfect fight. You know, she's getting blasters knocked out of her hands. She's mm -hmm. switching to her her Mando, you know, um, utility belt with with her grappling guns and and mm -hmm. little Whistler bird things. I think I think it's super cool. It gave me kind of a Jackie Chan vibe. You know, his drunken master stuff where people knock stuff out of his hands and he picks something else up and does it. It seemed like that. Like it was that kind of like fast cutting type, like mm -hmm. like a real fight like what would you do in the real situation and i like that because mm -hmm. it made mm -hmm. it seem more real and grounded so i really enjoyed that yeah I, I dig watching her fight and she's not even like the best mm -hmm. aim you know right she's no. not like mando you know one shot or anything like that this is so it's kind of kind of interesting watching her her battle um, yeah. she, she's not as seasoned as mm -hmm. as and din Djarin, as far as mm -hmm. like you know her way out in the world she left when she was still young and we're, yeah it was right after the 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 night of a thousand tears wasn't it yeah she went to uh the imperial that's right she went to the camp. imperial yeah, academy she, so yeah. she, I mean, she she, she uh, not only just being mandalorian she she ended up getting the training of guys who can't shoot the side of a barn so i mean yeah so we're lucky she's as good of a shot as she is right that's mm -hmm. probably also why she misses so much though <laughs> yeah true and probably why she likes to blow stuff up because it's harder to miss when you blow them up yeah so yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else we hit i know there was some um night sister like triangulating uh ahsoka stuff going on which was kind of cool kind of interesting that was cool that right. room uh that gave me uh empire strikes back vibes of the whole hiding in debris type thing hiding in an asteroid you know what i mean like that it was that kind of thing that's what i yeah. meant by fun like that whole sequence they come out of the um why do i want to say elephants i don't know uh the purgle <laughs> i know they're space whales the whales. star whales but uh but yeah and so I was like, this is so much like Empire Strikes Back right now. Right. So I think that's cool. And I think they're making they're setting up the Night Sisters to be like formidable like enemies. Yeah. You know, like they may keep using Night Sisters to tell more stories and and be bigger baddies down the line. So and I think that's cool because I, I like that whole mystical aspect of it. I think that's like we get the stars and we get the wars, but we don't get the lore. And I think we need the lores to get the wars and the stars and to really understand them. So I think the lore is what we're missing. And I think Dave Filoni is doing well with that. I also, I had no idea Claudia Black was the main great yes. mother. Yes. And, and I'm, what well, is I she love been her. In? Claudia Black. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to first give me your nerd card. <laughs> I'm doing it not for me. I'm doing it for the show. Oh, well, why don't you just say who she is instead of saying, and who, and what has she been in? <laughs> just say what she's Well, because you're the one dude. talking about it. <laughs> well, you can jump in. Here, you uh, can have my in. nerd card. I don't know who she is. Oh, Stargate, Stargate. SG-1. Yeah, she yeah I don't watch that. Farscape. No, watch that either. Um, she's whether you watch she, it or not she is uh she is she's got very like major like sci-fi cred yeah i mean vi video mm -hmm. game wise i mean like she was in gears of war she's actually in mm -hmm. destiny uh mass effect i'm like looking stuff up yeah now. like uh uncharted dragon mm -hmm. age uh yeah she is in dragon age yeah um she was also in um 
The Nevers, which was a Joss Whedon thing that was on HBO. She I was saw that. that. That was actually a good show. Uh, yeah, it was. I was really sad that it didn't get a second season because mm-hmm. I really wanted to find out what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I did her IMDb just now, and she was in 90210. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She was in 90210. She, I, I've liked her for a long time. But. She, she's been, like again, whether you've seen it or not or anything like that, she's been in some pretty major uh, nerd sci-fi franchises. You know, So it's like, oh, yeah, I never watched SG1. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a nerd staple. You've never seen Farscape. Right. It's a nerd staple. Like those are things that are and shows that are in. She's this one movie. of those people. Like if you would, if you see a picture of her, you'll be like, oh yeah, I recognize her. Like you'll have seen her in something, even if you don't know what her name is. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's really she's a great actress. But yeah, it was just uh, shocking because of all the makeup, and I didn't even recognize it. So I thought it was kind of cool. I liked her in Stargate. She, she I loved great. her in Stargate. I I think that was her. I would love to see her do like that type of like archaeologist type of show like where she goes through star the stargates and like just goes and takes what she wants and the wacky adventures she's getting bring into. stargate back i miss yeah. that okay um stargate any, universe any, ruined everything <laughs> final episode of ahsoka any predictions uh, so I mentioned it at the, uh, at the top of the, the of the segment that uh, I I don't feel that they're gonna stop Thrawn. Thrawn is gonna make his way back to the the concurrent Star Wars universe and start causing more havoc. I do not think that this series ends on a happy note, and I, as it doesn't need it, it shouldn't. You know, I I think it's no. gonna end with a very Empire Strikes Backish feel where the bad guys win, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we need in order to keep the story going to the point where we get to this movie that Filoni's working up to. They've been yeah. losing like every battle. Yeah. They haven't been able to stop Morgan. They haven't been able to stop Thrawn. They keep getting pinned. And this, by the way, this whole thing is Thrawn is sending him on this like little mission to like go fight, save Ezra, yada, yada. That's he doesn't even care. He's like, fine, go go do the whole Ezra thing. I'm just going to pack my ship up and we're going to head out of here. Peace out. You're going to get stranded. Yeah. However many force users you are, you're going to get lost. Hmm. Yeah. Good. I, I think yeah. I think everybody's going to make their way back to the galaxy. I think Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, they're going to make their way back. I think that, again, Thrawn is going to find a way to get the Chimera back back uh the night sisters are going to come with him they're going to reestablish. I, I think in the, whatever series we see them in next there's going to be a resurgence of dathomir that's going to be yeah. the next big thing is that they are going to reawaken dathomir because dathomir at this point has been a dead planet since the clone wars so yep. yeah and and it's come up in a couple of different stories where it's like a shell of what it used to be so i think with the storytelling that we've been getting over the last couple of uh, games and series and things like that. It, the the Night Sisters are going to reestablish themselves on Dathomir. It's going to help Thrawn. Uh strengthen himself mm-hmm. and make himself uh, a stronger army and give himself more footing within the universe to make him a larger threat. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Fours, you got anything? Oh, I've got plenty of things, but we, we jumped to the predictions before we, we got off the episode. Um, So... Do your episode thing first. Nah, yeah. because I, after talking with literally everybody I know, reading the forums and talking to all of you, I it is it is now come to the, the apparent conclusion that I am the the only single individual on this planet that believes that Ezra should have force pulled that lightsaber off of Sabine's belt and put the business down on those troops and to Shin 
and got it done Luke Skywalker style. But everybody else didn't want that to happen. I wanted that to happen, but it didn't happen, which is what brought the episode from a 10 to an 8. I think that but I'm the only person in the world who wanted that. I, I think that that's fun for an action scene, but it doesn't it doesn't make for a compelling uh, story. It's compelling because that's what Jedi's do. Right. And that's because because Ezra because you know we we've been how do I say this? I've I've watched all the way through Rebels once and I've watched halfway through Rebels three or four times. So I'm I'm fairly familiar of who Ezra is as a character, how he operates, uh, especially post Kanan. And even if it were Kanan, even if he were alive, it's that just that little piece of yeah, that episode I that we that. saw, that little piece of that episode we saw, that wasn't Star Wars. That was Disney. And I and I was like, and I know she has nothing to do with the episode or any of these episodes, but that moment in time where Ezra's like, oh no, I don't want my lightsaber back. That was so Kathleen Kennedy, it about made me sick. It literally almost, it, it made me choke with disgust how he, a Jedi, said, oh no, I don't want my lightsaber back. Are you freaking kidding me? Your lives are in danger and you're going to train and you're going to let this chick keep your lightsaber can we get any more kathleen at this moment come on but apparently i'm the only person on this planet who thinks that <laughs> maybe but I've, been a, I've been a star wars fan for just about 40 years it was the most un-star wars thing i've ever seen and i was extremely angry at that scene aside from that the rest of the episode was great it really was it it truly was i i loved every other part of the whole show which brings me to my prediction <laughs> i think Balin is going to uncover an ancient dark side, either altar, academy, or temple. It's going to be huge. It's going to be dank. It's going to be evil. And I think I, when he was when he was having his conversation with Ahsoka, I was brought back to almost like Lord of the Rings, where Gandalf is like, there are fouler things than orcs in the dark places of the world. To Balin, I think he's just getting his point across. There are darker things than the Emperor in the in the dark places of these galaxies. And I think he's about to find it. And he's going to probably try to establish himself as this, I, I don't know what, I, I can't even give it a title. It's just something dark and evil and but but pure like not not the dark side i'm talking about like just this overwhelming it's like he's trying to find his own true nature of the dark side is that, that has nothing to do with troops or armies or weapons or anything it is it is pure like like the sith of the old republic pure yeah. like i think that's what he's looking for and i'm telling you just like luke is currently establishing the new jedi academy balin is about to find something that will help him establish his his true nature in the dark side and it, and mm. i'm and i'm hoping i'm truly hoping it's going to be amazing it's going to be the yuzan bong prediction <laughs> prediction number 2 i think the the sisters are using Thrawn to reestablish the dark side's presence in the galaxy, mm -hmm. and Thrawn is using them to reestablish the Empire's presence mm -hmm. in the galaxy. Yeah. Because like Thrawn that. now because Thrawn now knows the Emperor is dead. And the witches now know the Emperor is dead. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody stands in their way. Yeah. Not Luke Skywalker, 
not not a dead master yoda nobody stands yeah. in their way it's like a and they're gonna gap. they're gonna go home and they're gonna kick ass yeah no i i 100 percent separate agree with that. yeah i totally agree that is exactly I, I, where i think it's going i can i can truly say at this point without even i mean and, and it's it's a corny joke but the empire is truly about to strike back and it's gonna hurt it's yeah. gonna hurt the new republic has no clue in the world the absolute beating they're about to receive mm. interesting any more predictions out there last shot right who's getting married <laughs> no one so i think we're gonna uh i think we're gonna find out what's been calling to balin and i think thrawn's gonna make it back to the star wars galaxy i don't think ahsoka and her crew are gonna make it back if they do i think we'll see the world between worlds again and Ooh. that's how they'll make it back um, yeah so it could be one of those and then uh i also think that hmm i think that we're gonna find out why ezra didn't want the lightsaber so yeah. i think there's more to it though. i, th I think i think there's a part of the storytelling that is going to explain that and especially in this last episode i think that usually you tie up loose ends in the last episode that's, that's one yeah. of those loose ends and i think that you're gonna we're gonna find out something about either an aversion to the force he's learned to live without the force or kind of how i said in the in the chat uh he's extra pacifist monk because 10 years of isolation where the force didn't help him he's just kind of like i don't i don't need this i really don't. i also wonder if because of where they are and what's going to happen to balin if that is affected his force powers and maybe they're stronger on the planet than in other places and that's why he felt like he only needed to use the force over having a defensive weapon as well i'm just saying that i don't know that for sure i'm just saying that that could also be a rationalization because i'm really good at rationalizing yeah uh say wong saying he's still holding on to his prediction that shin hati is this universe's mara jade I, I, you're not I the only really person think to think that i really you're not that. the only one to Super think cool. that i really hope she's mara jade. ezra and shin are luke and mara now yeah i really mm. hope that she's mara jade like she is a form of mara jade because yeah. That's that's something that Star Wars fans have been wanting since the, the mm -hmm. since Star Wars has come back. We want Mar Jade. Mar Jade is such a good well, character. Not yeah. only that, but if Filoni has has if 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 the if the hammer has put been put down on Filoni and Filoni has been told you will not retcon the sequels. Filoni is now creating a parallel a parallel universe, meaning the meaning the sequels can exist perfectly fine. But let's let's recall the Flash. Let's recall what Ahsoka's other name is. Ashla. If you change if you change the future, you change the past. Meaning we have a past where Obi-Wan Kenobi's on a desert, and then we have a past where Obi-Wan Kenobi goes on adventures with little Leia. So everything we've seen out of Star Wars since the sequels has been part of this parallel universe with minor changes so instead of having ben skywalker and jason solo we will have ben skywalker and jason syndulla we will Ooh. have heir to the empire not with luke skywalker alone we will have it with luke skywalker and ahsoka see where i'm going i like this and shen will return and she will probably and her real name is probably mara jade right because her yeah. shen yeah. Is, name is, probably shen shen is not her real name well, that's what i'm saying her sith name is shin hati right whereas her real name would be mara jade i i would love that mm. and Only the she's other not a redhead, but i mean you know <laughs> her name and, is lethal mouse and and the other prediction was that in the rise of skywalker when ray caught the little glimpse of her dark self that's herself 
in our universe. Ooh, Ray as a Sith would be dope. So, especially with that fe- folding, that the, folding staff. In, in, yeah, right. So, in the future, when Luke's kids have to face off against this new dark side force, it's gonna be her. Ooh, man. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be so cool. That'd like I said, I love that folding staff that she had. As as as, as oh, that was one of the coolest things in 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 the sequels. Was was that? I didn't know if we could put it in the rumor section, but but there was um there was there so there's been talk in Saberland among manufacturers who know people at Lucasfilm and apparently it has been confirmed that the Thrawn movie is green lit, but there is no news of a Ahsoka season two. So we might go from Ahsoka season one straight into the Thrawn movie. Yeah, fuck, we could. That that would be cool. Hey, as long as it's three and a half hours, let's go. There, there, there has been. <laughs> but I mean, like they, they have been saying the rumors right now are that season two is in development. It's not green lit, but it's in development. So yeah. you know, we talked yeah, about this soon. last week. Or they haven't, yeah, they haven't announced it yet, especially with the writer. Yeah, we'll probably hear something strike, here in you know. the next couple of weeks if the SAG yeah. strike goes. Especially after the finale, you know. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause the well, it also, have been that it also heavily, written. it also heavily depends if uh, Disney gets sold to Apple. Mm. Yep. So, James, what's your prediction? Would, Young Phil, do you have any predictions? I already no? gave yes, a yeah. bunch of predictions. Yeah, yeah, he, right, he went first. So yeah. it's like, you're the only one. Oh, dude. that was a long time ago. In a galaxy. <laughs> galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> you guys had way better predictions than I had. So the only thing I'm going to say is that we're going to somehow get tie-ins to the sequel trilogy. I don't yeah. know if we're going to get like maybe a, I don't know, uh, uh, Oscar Isaacs or like a younger, or maybe we'll just see his X-Wing or something like that. We could I think meet his mother. See, his you... mom was big in the rebellion as well. Like, yeah, that's how that's how he knew Leia. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna somehow get tied into the um, sequel trilogy just so everything kind of feels cemented, mm-hmm. you know, and everything has purpose. So we may even get. Um, What's his name from Resistance? The pilot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Zono's. Uh, you're talking about what, what Chaz or Kaz? Yeah, Kaz. Kaziono. 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 Because his, his, his dad. dad's the senator. Right. So. Right. I think we might get something like that somehow but right. yeah i I, Other, I, I also think that with all that we, we may see if not within the movie or anything like that or like by the end of the movie we'll see the origins of the first order yes yes somehow the the first order will come out of that Other somehow than that, the first order survives yeah my my <laughs> other prediction is, um in this episode, this last episode, we're going to get merch, people. <laughs> That's right, because ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got merch, people. <laughs> there it be. Man, those photos you guys took and put on Instagram of the merch, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you mean this picture? Oh, wait a minute. Wrong button. This picture? That picture. <laughs> we got hats that are $35 or $30 if you're going to buy more than the one we have. We got shirts. We got two different shirts. So all you got to do is DM us at Distance Nerding on Instagram. Let us know what size you want. They're 20 bucks if you're here in Sacramento or 25 if we got to ship it to you. I think 30 if we got to ship it to uh, Florida. Is that how it works? There's yeah. An extra Flor- Florida, Flor- Florida, man, a Florida-, Florida man has a, uh, has a Florida man tax. There's a Florida man chart. Florida man 
Island has floor yeah. tags. We got distance certain <laughs> stickers. We got brand new character stickers. All you got to do for stickers is just DM us. Let us know you're interested in some stickers. We'll get you a sticker pack. We're, we're nice to you. Absolutely. We even got brand new stickers from um, Shout Out to Geek Saga, right? They yeah. just dropped off some more. Oh, uh, the new stickers oh, are badass. They're, 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 they're in my box out here. But I mean, like, oh, not only did he come up with new stickers for us, he gave us a prototype for car stickers specifically. Like, you know, they're waterproof and uh, oh, like the decal things. Oh, yeah. I want one of those. Yeah. So decided to do that. We, I I just want got one those. for my car. Yeah, we just got them, and uh, and I told him I want more. So we're gonna wrap Phil's truck <laughs> in distance nerding. I already have a distance nerding license plate, so I might as well. It's gonna be no. I really one. like if you guys really get like because I do want one. Like if you actually get me like three, I want three. Yeah, we need Funko Frey and Funko Fours. <laughs> Funko yeah, Frey and Funko Fours, we have pictures of. We just need to put them on on merch. Yeah, <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because um, we got to put them on merch, people! <laughs> hey, oh, I hear something about Lucharilla, right? Yeah, yeah, if you still want more merchandise, we got Lucharillas.com. Go get your distance nerdarilla. Get them on a bump box, on a t-shirt, on a memory card. I'm trying to think what else they have. Just like Tumblr's pretty soon. Tumblr's pretty soon. That is right. Didn't you say, like, don't they have, like, uh, what are they, like? Bottle opener? Bottle opener? Yeah, bottle openers with the distance yeah. nerdarilla on it. Um, yeah. 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 L.A. Night. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. So go, go get some merch. And if not, <laughs> then go check us out Monday's game streams from 8 to 12. I will not be there because Phil put me in timeout. So I got yelled at. So everybody else can go. Oh, there. my God. I, did you, did, if, if you weren't Tuesdays. there on Monday, James <laughs> kept spamming stickers right in the middle when I was trying to listen to what the characters were saying. So I missed everything. <laughs> so mad. I was because I was like, dude, this is like the one time out. I need to hear it. Twice. So mad. That's that's uh, I, I got to adjust the bot because the bot is uh, <laughs> it's it's like you can't have long conversations. You can't do all caps. I'm like, OK, I'm turning all that off, uh, which, yeah, by the way, it was we, hilarious. Like I got well, the reason I got timed out the second time is because I cursed because of the first time that I need to turn was, off. We cuss, way, curse. we cuss way too much for that to be a thing. Uh, and actually, before we jump into the rest of the schedule, we got news this morning. Uh, ladies and gentlemen on Twitch, we're officially affiliates, people. We're affiliates, people. So that means the uh, AI mod that uh, Graveyard had me set up will actually work on the next stream. Which means at the end of this month, young Phil will receive his first Twitch check for $10,000. Uh, I don't know yeah, about right. that, uh, but I will be... I will be canceled because I'm going to be saying things that I didn't say. So it's going to be great. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what terrible, messed up, racist things that Jamez is going to make me say. Maybe maybe AI <laughs> Phil won't kick me off the game streams. Maybe maybe I like AI Phil more than Oh, my Phil. God. You know what's funny is I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid of the things that Jamez is going to put in there. And in all reality, James is going to be typing in things where I'm giving him all the the praise yeah yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like gonna me be saying james i love you you are the best co-host on the show yeah it'll be <laughs> i also love the rock <laughs> i also the rock love the is rock so amazing the rock is amazing <laughs> I can't wait right. to hear this AI. So stay tuned on Mondays for that chaos. In two <laughs> you, days. 
if you skip one stream, don't do don't skip Mondays because it's gonna be so it's gonna funny. be off the hook. I'm it's gonna be so funny. Work, get the poops. Mondays it is. So Tuesdays the download right here six thirty to eight thirty. Typically right around there six thirty eight thirty or nine ten o'clock at night. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying it wasn't me this time. Yeah, nerdy news, nerdy news. Come get some. We're, we're reviewing stuff, trailers. It's lots of fun. Thursdays, the build 6 to 8 p.m. on YouTube and Twitch, where Young Phil's building Legos and everybody's hanging out and having a good time. Do you have any guests on this week? I do. So Brandon Boykins, friend of the show, friend of the pod. Uh, Brandon Boykins cosplayer. He's a cosplayer from uh, from the Reno area. Uh, he has an amazing uh, nonprofit that he uh, runs uh, as far as the ki- it's called Kindness and Cosplay. Uh, it is a great organization. So we're going to talk about his nonprofit. We're going to talk about his awesome cosplays. Uh, we met him while he was playing Black Adam uh, and I was Deadpool and I grabbed him uh, in his chesticles uh, and it was great. There's a picture of it on our on our on our grams. But he's a great guy, fun person. Did Brandon he like? Boykins- moan out smell what i'm cooking yeah uh, he did exactly that he was like i can't hear it should we just get the pluckles i don't know what's happening no you not hear it no 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 so uh let's uh yeah i guess let's go into the pluckables james Oh, distance nerdy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's right. That's tell, tell us about all the places that people can find you outside of the DN uh, family here. Okay. Hi, I'm Prey. And uh, you can find, I'm on Saturdays, I'm on the Nerd Out. I do the game mastering there. And uh, yeah, we've got two games going right now. We've got Loki season two called What Ifs. Uh, we're in the multiverse is Loki. And then uh, we're wrapping up our Ahsoka games so we've got that as well um, I also have my own channel called Frey Girl on YouTube and it has we just dropped a couple of things actually we dropped a Loki classified so we classified all the Lokis into different uh, Dungeons and Dragons classes and they weren't all rogues we promise uh, and <laughs> and then we also dropped our I think it was Bard was our last one clerics next week so that's our journals of the classes so if you don't really know that much about Dungeons and Dragons but you're like hey I really like uh, Loki and I I think this might be funny it it might be I don't know but it might be funny and um, yeah you can always look at the the journals there are supplemental series but yeah that's me awesome awesome force tell everybody where they can find you where they can get some uh, where they can get some saber fonts what's up everybody i am fours fx saber sound designs uh if you own one of these beautiful pieces if, from the saber community be it from kyber cave be it from uh custom dark lights uh, custom dark wolf sabers or even vader's vault uh go to saberfont.com and head down to fours fx and get yourself a sound font that you can put on one of these sabers also be sure to pick out um pick out one of the many hundreds of fonts that are on the website from guys like Juan Sith or Harry Solo fonts are a lot of phenomenal, uh, talented artists who do a lot of great work there. You can find me here on Tuesdays or Thursdays, or you never know where I'll end up. Uh, and you can find me and the Husbeard Graveyard on our new show, Beard in the Chair, on Friday nights on Kyber Cave Productions. That's so, Beard in the Chair, I- ladies and gentlemen. So their, I- their layout is amazing. Oh, it is. I was watching it and uh, and, it, and it looks amazing. <laughs> it looks so good. 
So until I see you all next time, may the fours be with you. Aww. Aww. It's still cool how he has his own tagline. Yeah, I know. I kind of hate it, but I love it at the same time. I know. I'm have just something you want to I hate it because I'm jealous. Tell us you're nerding out on. Make sure to let us know in the Facebook group the distance Nerdington post. Cut you off. Yeah. I was just saying, I, I, I love it, but I hate it at the same time, and it's because I'm jealous. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we say it every week. All you got to do is go to distancenerding.com. Head over to the site. See right there? You can go and click right at the, the top, buy us a taco. And ladies and gentlemen, you can buy us a taco. All you got that makes you the coolest person in the world because it supports us, and it supports us the best way that you can. Makes it so that we can continue doing shows with you guys, doing shows for you guys. Try to entertain you the best that we can because we're terrible at it, but we try. And that's what matters, isn't it? That we try? Guess yeah, not. Yeah, no. I guess. Yeah. I mean. No. But it also makes it so wow. that we can get you guys prizes. And we can do uh, all the things that we do at the live events and everything like that. So, guys, support us. Head over to distancenerding.com. Buy us a taco. Be awesome. We love you. Yay! Woo! Well, guys. Let's dance. Connect with us at all of the places like Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Threads, YouTube, Discord, MySpace, Vine, GeoCities, Friendster, Second Life, AIM, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, OnlyFans. It's only pictures of Aaron Watson's feet and Mandel's the beard and soon to be, what was the other thing we said was going to be on our OnlyFans? Oh, that's right. It's going to be snail people porn. Uh, so there you go. Snail smut. Snail smut. Snail smut. Uh, if you guys, if you want us to break up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, pet, schoolyard bully, annoying neighbor, or just tell us how much you enjoy us, hate us, or wish that the internet would consume us, send us an email at dist. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch Ahsoka tonight. It's going to be good. I mean, seriously. I think all my predictions are coming true. It's nerding at AOL.com, and we'll read it on air. If Thanks. you want us to do a long con where we catfish someone for you, and then when they find out what happens, we break up with them for you, we will absolutely do that because we will put the time and energy into it, unlike other channels. Exactly. So send us an email. We do it because we love you. Send us that email, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so now, James, line. Oh. Thanks. And keep nerding together. <laughs> that is it from us, guys. It is now time for the dance party. Let's have us a little bit of dancey dance fun. I've been dancing with Chopper for like an hour. I know. I noticed that. I was like, James is ready to go. I can't hear the music. Is there music playing? I can't either. I think it's off. I'm pretending. Burning. I'm pretending so that we can get out of here earlier and watch Soka. Distance nerding. Ahoy there. Ahoy, matey. There Who lives in a pineapple under, under the sea? That baby is like a helping clone or something. Freak. What baby? Aww, I love that kitten. My son's girlfriend drew it. Aww. She loves you all so much. But we don't love her. She gets the love in her eyes. Look at it. She wants to kill Kill it with fire! She just wants your love. Armady! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob Pool Pants. 
This doll is 40 years old. This was a production of the Distance Learning Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.